0: join us and go live let's see okay i think uh i think we uh we're live ski all that. right yes we're live we are we're live pal <laughs>
1: very very good are you guys excited for tonight
2: god damn right hell yeah
1: kevin I got, gdr i got a question kev what's oh. up What's the new name? What's the new name about?
2: I don't know. Just felt right. All right. Felt- All
1: right. If you're, uh, I guess this, that, that doesn't show up on Facebook, does it?
2: Sure does. All right.
1: Well, we got Shining Wizards Tony. We got Shining Wizards Matt. We got k Delicious.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just started typing. I like and it. I-,
1: I like it. Uh, Quarantine is clearly getting to all of us as we are slowly oh, yeah. losing our minds. Uh, props to Kevin for still wearing his Jets uh, gear after yesterday's uh, So Jets loss. Uh, but he does have a tasty uh, Stone Cold beverage in his hands.
2: Oh, they're they're everywhere in West Orange now. You can't, you can't walk down the street without seeing one.
1: That's nice. I'm going to have to get my father some of those for Christmas.
2: Oh, delicious. Stone
1: Cold's his guy. You know what you're missing on that? You're missing a beer koozie from CheapShotParty.com. No. no, cheap shot party dot big cartel, Not cheap shot party. They're fucking awesome.
2: Tell, tell, them, tell them to send me some free koozies.
1: If it's free, <laughs> it's for you. That's it. t Donk, how are you doing over there? You gonna eat fucking grog tonight?
2: No
0: grog tonight, my friend. I had a roast chicken for dinner with them rotisserie jobs from the supermarket. A whole so roast I'm... chicken? I didn't eat it myself, you silly goose. I shared it with the family.
2: So you did not eat a whole roast chicken, yet Matt is a silly goose. Did you eat a whole silly goose?
0: I would love to eat a goose. I love goose. I love duck. I love all that shit.
2: Wait, you would eat a goose? You're what a big foul that? guy.
0: I'm very foul.
1: No. That's right. Yes, that's true. Good point. Uh, Hold on. A goose? You would eat a goose. You eat a chicken? You eat a turkey? You eat a duck? Yeah. And
0: a goose? Yeah. I've eaten quill, I've eaten capon, I've eaten all that shit.
2: T-Dog, I walk outside my house, I walk three blocks, I find you a goose. There's like a whole flock of them just hanging out. A gaggle, if you will. Ooh, a gaggle of geese? That's right. Get you one real quick. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Kev. Appreciate you looking out for me.
1: We have a gaggle of guests this evening uh, from MLW. Logan Creed joins us at 715. Sledge, the metalhead maniac from Ring of Honor, joins us in the 8 o'clock hour. And Gabby Ortiz participating in the Synergy Wrestling's Women's Garden State Invitational this weekend. Joins us at 830. Plus, what a week in pro wrestling. We have all this to cover and so much more uh, shenanigans and uh, grog and geese. And Steve Austin, IPAs, all next what? on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast.
0: Following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on rantiumradio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at shiningwizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com. And become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now enjoy the show.
3: This is Kenny Omega, and you're cleaning up the competition with Shining Wizards Podcast.
4: What's up, fuckers?
3: I love the big package.
4: And he's got those smelly balls. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what a fucking loser. Fuck the shining wizards.
0: losers and fuck us indeed welcome everyone to another episode of the shining wizards episode 510 where of course it's wrestling talk and talk
4: about wrestling tony matt
2: hey dog okay no jg tonight Ah, i figured i'd go K dog oh you know what k j g there you go t-donk Get a new intro tonight. What'd you guys think? Uh, a lot of f bombs, a lot of f bombs, smelly balls. <laughs> are you now, uh, hold, 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 hold,
1: Kevin? Hold. Are Kevin, are you now offended by the f bombs like Tony was last
2: week? Yeah, but see, Tony said them all <laughs> like Tony was offended and then said them.
0: Uh, right, you guys take everything out of context.
2: <laughs> now no, i love the t doc. very funny very humorous love that kenny omega liner baby yeah making news right, making headlines
0: a brand new AEW champ oh wait did i spoil that for anyone
1: look if you ain't watched by now you're fucking up the creek without a paddle my friend let's just get right into it yeah I mean, you probably got
0: smelly balls too
1: who's got smelly balls
0: uh, apparently john silver thought somebody did
1: yeah michael nakazawa
0: Nakazawa he looks like he would have smelly balls Somebody why is that of fucking code wizards. he just looks smelly Kev anybody that walks around with a bottle of baby oil and you don't see any soap around them that, that baby oil locks shit in
2: alright Matt allow me please alright so uh, the, the baby oil character weird how many times in your lifetime have you seen someone walking down the street with baby oil and soap
0: Well, in the mean streets of West Orange, if you're carrying baby oil, you better be ready to have some soap. Otherwise, shit's on. What does that even mean? I don't even get what you're saying.
1: So to piggyback (laughs) on Kevin's question, Tony, is there a bar of soap within reach of you?
0: Right now? No. Why? Am I using baby oil? I don't fucking know. You're not making any sense here. Yeah, Look, all I'm saying is if, if you're walking around and you're putting baby oil on all the time, you're locking in all your body's natural oils and scents. So that shit stays on you. Normally, when you sweat, all that shit gets out of your system. But when you sweat and you're covered in baby oil, that shit ain't going nowhere. So I would imagine somebody who runs around who's a professional wrestler covered in baby oil would develop a little bit of a stank, especially in the crotchetal area. Makes yeah, sense. But they, they got showers after the show. Uh, all right, fine, after the show, but during the show, probably not. He Nobody's doesn't, taking he, time out to catch a shower under the ring.
1: I'm pretty sure Michael Nakazawa does not lather himself in baby oil before the match. It's kind of his gimmick in the match. So up until he gets to the building and then he gets ready for his match, he does not cover himself in baby oil like you would think. Uh, he only uses it for his match, and then post-match, he probably just goes and takes a shower. Because he doesn't want the baby oil to lock it all in. Was, then, he,
2: not, was he on dynamite? Is he even? What we, is he still around? What are we talking about here?
1: Well, that's the the stinky balls drop that Tony played was John Silver and Alex Reynolds recruiting Michael Nakazawa to the Dark Order a couple of weeks ago on being the elite. Ah. Uh, so that's how we got there. But so maybe
0: John Silver knows something we don't know. Maybe he does have smelly balls
1: that's nobody's Just, I, business but his
0: well you know get him on the twitter machine and send him over the code wizards you'll tell him to use it at manscaped he won't have smelly balls anymore
1: you know what tony that's not entirely true you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink it you may buy the manscape products but if you don't use them they're rendered useless
2: that's a very good point how do you know he won't
0: use them the guy uses baby oil
1: I don't know, Tony. I don't know if there's a language barrier there. I don't know if uh ball uh revitalizer means something different in, in Japanese. I don't know.
2: Yes. Isn't he Please. Wait, is he is he isn't he isn't he from China? Isn't he one of the Chinese guys oh, from uh t- t- It's all the same.
1: Let's just be
2: All right. What?
1: Japan, China, you say tomato, I say tomato.
2: Matt, your hair is looking very Tony Schiavone-esque.
1: Thank you very much. I took a shower before uh, I started the show. I'm really (laughs) like...
2: It's glistening, and it's long, and it's weird.
1: Yeah, I don't like it either. Uh, I just, I can't. The sports clips uh, over by me, like I said last time I went there, it was fine. But when they gave me the hot towel on the face, she wouldn't let me take off my mask. And I thought I was going to fucking die. So I'm kind of avoiding it. Yeah, it's
2: bad, man. No, Matt, let me ask you something. I don't know if it's just the light or maybe you're out in the sun. Are 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 you dying it? my hair yeah <laughs>
1: no, absolutely not kevin you can uh see the gray in my beard i have zero care for uh no i just don't think my hair ever gets this long
0: you said very tony- shivani yeah you say tony shivani i think i could do one maybe two better all right first i'd go with bruce pritchard all right and then, to top it off for number one answer i would go dean douglas yeah both accurate douglas mid-90s haircut right there
1: nice it's not a haircut it's just the way it grows i don't know what to tell you
2: but but it's all right it but it's weird like it's like growing in a way that like it seems combed
1: it's not combed if i take the headphones off
2: all right let's see this let's try this yeah looks even looks looks glorious Glorious. I i don't like it i don't know i think it's just the way the light is like shining directly on top of it like you have like this angelic tony shivani bruce britchard dean douglas hue. Oh. like it's uh i don't know are people in the facebook maybe they could chat about it are they are are they around here let's see what's going on here but yeah i like it we are nice.
0: live on the facebook we are live on rent em radio rant dot and we are available in podcast form if you downloaded us thank you as well for joining us and listening in and we've got a humdinger of a show tonight
2: and let me ask you this oh here we go he's doing this thing, it too. can you do this can you do the whole chair can you do a 360 man no, yes.
5: <laughs>
2: don't break everything
1: fantastic
2: hair i almost choked myself (laughs) with my my headphone cord drop we're all all dropping everything here all right so let me ask you this yes sir tony mentioned tony mentioned how you can listen to us or or live in facebook podcast form the spotify thing this year was that way more complicated for, for me to figure out than it was last year in terms of what like how many listens we got and like how many remember how like last year we had like our, our most downloaded episodes. I couldn't figure it out this year.
1: Yeah, they didn't. That's because they didn't show our most downloaded episodes this year. Oh, that'll do it. And I don't know why that's a whole, that's a, the Spotify thing.
2: All right. So there's a conversation that goes absolutely nowhere.
1: That's okay. <laughs> Let's go somewhere because, uh, what a fucking week in pro wrestling. Uh, more games was last night. Uh, but man, AEW winter is coming. Two huge ginormous takeaways. one, sting oh yeah what'd you guys think what'd you guys think of the stinger popping up on tnt
2: legitimately i just happened to turn it on like like literally right when like the the beatdown started and i'm like all right this is it this is like the big surprise this is like winter is coming this is gonna be it did not see sting coming did not see it at all remotely loved it loved it popped huge the moment was so perfect it was done so incredibly well if you tried to do it a million times over you probably wouldn't be able to succeed once that's how good it was and i don't care what anyone says about sting he's old he had a bad run in wwe he was in tna for god knows how long way past his prime i don't care if you were watching AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday and you did not completely lose your shit then you're doing it wrong cuz I legitimately like made an out loud reaction which I don't do in wrestling hardly ever. So 100% loved it Darby Allin and Sting together could be amazing if that's the direction they want to go. Uh T-Donk talk me off this ledge. The debut was cool.
0: Oh, I was God. disappointed because I was expecting Katie Lee Burchill to come out. Cause she's winter. Uh, um, God. And I we talked to, I brought it up in the discord. I don't know what you do with sting at this point. I mean, do you have him at ringside with Darby Allen where sting is like six foot three and Darby Allen's like five foot, whatever. Uh, and, and half the size of sting. Um, do you have him go back to main event mafia sting and get a little more polished look and represent someone do you have him as somebody in the Belfry that Darby Allen can go to periodically and just keep him backstage and like lend a hand and produce and, you know, maybe get into a Jerry Lynn role. I just don't know what you do with a stinger. And I'm kind of getting tired of just bringing these guys in and just putting them at ringside with random people where they really don't do anything. You know,
2: Tony, you're throwing cold water all over me, my man.
0: You asked for my opinion, brother. That's what I'm here for.
2: So you weren't excited you saw Sting? Did you None see it live, I, by the way?
0: Yeah, I saw it, and I was excited, but then it's like, okay, the next question is, where do we go from here? But yeah. you, we announce... we Get angry all you want, brother. Not angry. Is, they announce him as a multi-year deal. Fine, but what do you do with him? Right, where, where do you see Sting being? See, that's a legit question, but I, I ask it with like a way more
2: positive tone than like...
0: I like, can't what, wait to what see, see what they're going to do with Sting.
2: Ah! <laughs> Is that better? No, but you know what I mean? Like, in terms of like automatically saying, all right, well, now what, what are he... you going to do with them? Like, you know, lives, you know I forgot, to, I, I didn't get a chance to do that last week because of the flooding. But, lives but, are yeah, going to be look, in all, William Mercier's well, hands. Well,
0: you'll get a chance in to do
2: William. it in about an hour. Don't worry That's about it.
0: Um, so, look. Arn anderson fits with cody he looks like a fucking he looks like a coach he's got the clipboard he's given cody direction do this do that fine tully to like a lesser extent um i'm fine with him but i mean at least he gets involved a little bit but for the most part he just stands around jake cuts promos that's all jake does and then like uh lance archer can do all that shit himself to be honest with you so does jake really need to be him and not only that but Jake is almost as tall as he is, anyway. It's like weird having this giant guy representing another giant guy. I, I, Taz I makes I, sense. I just wait. Our first guest is in the queue already, so I don't know if we want to go to him. Don't you know, edit me. You book these guys. Oh, I had such a good thought. Go ahead. I'm, he's in the waiting room. We can wait. I just want to let Matt know.
1: Finish your thought, Kevin. and then we'll, we can jump into him and get him in and out real fast.
2: See. I, I think I, I'm looking at this with, like, more of excited, like, like what, like, not, like, what are they going to do with him? But, like, oh, man, what are they going to do with him? Like, are they going to, like, if he's a second to Darby Allen I think that works so well because their characters mesh so perfectly well. And Sting, cool. Sting can be that, like, advisor to, Dar- to Darby. Like, Sting, like, it's like, God, like. I can't think of a comparison off the top of my head, but I, I couldn't think if that's where they go, I couldn't think of a possibly a better way to not only strap the rocket to Derby, which they've been trying to do. He's the TNT champion. Stop and start and this and that injury, this and that. I think it's absolutely uh perfect and I'm excited to see what they do. I know he's old. Maybe it leads to physical stuff, maybe it doesn't. Who knows? I'm just pumped. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, you just have to you have to tune in to see what, you know. Look, I don't think anyone thinks he's going to be a fucking full-time wrestler. He's not going to go in there. He's not going to beat Jungle Boy and MJF. He's not going to rack up a ton of wins and be your world champion. But there's, you know, I talked about it Wednesday night. You could do something where he tags with Cody and... You know he's super protected, and his only offense is the singer sp- stinger splash, and uh, maybe a, a, a back body drop and a scorpion death lock or something like that. You know, to Kevin's point, he's sixty one. He is an older fellow, but he puts on the the makeup, and you can he, he can hide. You know, it's,
2: it, it's what I've been saying about Dustin Rhodes for the last like twenty years. It's like Dustin Rhodes gets older, but not only is he a tremendous athlete, you put the face paint on him. It's like he's Muda did it. Like it, 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 the face paint is such a disguise for your age. Granted, it can't make up for what you can do athletically, but if it could take away from it for at least a little bit, it's perfect. Like sting look like a star. I hate the, I hate the t-shirt over the tights. Oh, that's just one. That's a little pet peeve. Hate that he wore t-shirts in his later years. But other than that, ah, oh, God, I'm excited. Tony, if he's, if our guest is ready, can you bring him in? Cause I know he grew up watching
1: the NWA and I'd like to get maybe uh, his take on uh on the stinger if he's ready
0: i think he is because there he is in the bottom of the screen right there mr creed how are you tonight brother we'll get him he's connecting right now we're good
1: mr creed how are you what's up guys not much thank you for joining us tonight uh talk a little mlw and all things wrestling logan creed uh but we were in the midst of talking about the stinger and i knew know that you grew up (laughs) uh you grew up an nwa fan um i did so the thought of seeing sting after 20 something years on TNT as a fan, what did that mean to you?
6: And, you know, it, it's, it doesn't matter how many times uh, you see him. I think it's always the same, you know, every time. And I guess maybe because from, from a kid, you know, he was the guy, you know, he was always my guy. So it, it never really changes. Um, I've rewatched that, uh, that spot from, uh, from the other night, probably 20 times and, uh, you know, it's the same feeling every time. And it's just nostalgia. I mean, it just, it feels good. It's a feel good moment. And you know how much he's given, you know, to what we do and what he's meant to what we do. So it's just one of those things, man, it always gets me. And it's inspirational because you look at that and you know that that's the kind of impact you want to have in this business is I want, I want to have that same effect. You know what I mean? So it was it's an awesome feeling. Do you prefer
1: Surfer Sting or Crow Sting?
6: I prefer Surfer Sting, man. I'm old school.
1: Woo! Yeah. <laughs> surfer Sting's God. the be- look. Surfer Sting. I was all. I'm all about Surfer Sting.
6: The look. Listen, man. We uh we sat outside of uh, the Augusta. In a, I forgot the name of the auditorium, but uh, they were handing out Sting watches, pink Sting watches. It was Clash of the Champions. I can't remember what year. Um but the first 500 fans in the building got pink sting watches and we were there early to make sure we got a watch. So. Man,
1: that's awesome. And you still, do you still have the watch?
6: Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Which is crazy because I kept so much stuff from, from when I was a kid. Um, But no, I don't have it.
1: It's one of those things where you kind of kick yourself and you wish you had hung on to it. Uh, you can see the wrestling figures behind me That's a, That was a I had them as a kid And then I uh, got rid of them And then as an adult I was like I gotta get those things back, just
6: yeah, for, the, all back. for nostalgia <laughs> So uh,
1: so that's where we are with that But Logan Creed, part of the MLW Restart um, How's that been for you? Uh, F- 2020's been a shit show for everybody uh, It seemed like after you left the dynasty uh, You were on your way up You were gonna star in uh, a Gut Cruncher and then this this COVID nonsense happened and it seemed to put a halt on everybody's uh wrestling career. You know, it did.
6: Um and the the movie, you know, that the movie actually did, you know, we finished it. Um and it's still kind of being bounced around. There's a whole lot more to that than I even understood. You know, I kinda that all kind of happened so fast. Um, so I'm kinda learning about the movies movie industry as as it kind of moves forward, but there's a lot of things that happen once a movie's done. It has to be bought, you know, and then put out whether whether it be Netflix or Shutter, which is what they were trying for. Um, they did do a premiere for it uh, in Atlanta at a drive-in theater, and I, I wasn't even able to attend, so I still haven't I still haven't seen it. Um, but no, it was a tough year. But at the same time, you know, it's it's a test. Everything's a test. Life's always a test. And this is just another test for all of us this time. You know, everybody was kind of in the same boat, and we were all trying to figure out what to do next. Um, And you've seen guys that have been able to, you know, take advantage of AEW Dark. So many young talents uh, from here in Georgia um, have really taken that opportunity and ran with it. And, you know, now you see them every week. And I'm super proud of those guys, and I'm super happy for them you know, and then, you know, MLW, we were kind of in the waiting game too. We didn't really know what we were going to do. And, um, and thankfully we, we finally got to the restart and I think it's been a huge success. The buzz about it is, is, you know, great. And I think moving forward, it's going to continue to get better.
1: Yeah. The opera cup is, is happening as we, uh, as we speak and it's must see TV, uh, on Wednesday nights, seven o'clock on YouTube. And then, uh, Dazn, uh, BN Sports—it's it, you gotta catch it. Kevin, I know you had a question for Mister Creed.
2: Yeah, he uh, just mentioned uh, talking about seeing guys on like AW Dark, and it seems like MLW has always been on the on the front uh, of working relationships with other companies. It seems like they're always like the uh, at at the forefront of doing that. Can you speak a little bit to to MLW and their, their um, vigorousness in terms of expanding how they're viewed and, and what they can do as a company?
6: They, you know, Court's constantly working on new partnerships. I think that's something that's really big to him. And, you know, I don't know all the behind the scenes and then how you know, his mind works. But I will say just from what I do see, uh, he's looking to expand our market to a, you know, to different places in the world outside of just the United States. And I find that very interesting because that's not really somebody that something that anyone else has done. You know people are looking for partnerships here but they're not really looking for the opportunities that are out there you know the wwe's whatever the uk you know all at tna and you know our impact and new japan they had a working relationship for a long time so there's opportunities out there and i think he sees those opportunities and i think those are the ones that you're going to start seeing more of uh in the coming months especially in the new year as long as we're able to get back out and actually travel overseas Um, I think there's going to be some big things that are going to happen.
1: And if you're you're watching MLW every Wednesday night, you know they're doing big things. Court is uh, seems like every day he's tweeting that he's going into an important meeting uh, or he's working on some big surprise. Um, Now, if I'm out of turn speaking here, I apologize. But big surprise to me, Wednesday night, I sit down on my couch, I throw on the MLW, and here comes Mads Kruger. And I said, this fucking guy—he looks so familiar. I mean, Contra's just trying to destroy MLW. Is breaking my heart. I mean, a- anything to say about that, Mister Creed?
6: You know, I can tell you that that is not Logan Creed. That's all I can tell you. I can tell you that Maz Kruger and Logan Creed are not the same person, and there will never be a connection made between the two.
1: Now is That's that a- the the big man? Uh, the big man, big man battles. Is that something you look
6: uh, forward to? Absolutely. Um, you know, that's, that's a match that for so long, it, it, people kind of turned their nose to. And if you look back at history, you know, how many times did you see two big guys have just a, a classic match? Um, and it's not often because for years, you know, you didn't always have a guy like Taker that could go. You, didn't, you couldn't have, find two of those guys in the same company um now it, it's changing uh, i always tell people you know everybody used to say being a big guy it was easy to get making this business i think that changed especially in the last few years it's not that easy anymore because the crowds are different the fans want a different product they want to see something different they still love it to see a big huge guy come out but they want to see him do the things that that you know guys my size didn't used to do and and that's what they're looking for. And so now when you find guys that are six foot eight, seven foot tall that are able to go out and captivate and, and put on a really great show, uh, it speaks volumes for, for the athletic ability that we have and how far we've come. No,
1: absolutely. When you go you know, you go back, you I just finished the Andre the Giant book and you you know, him against Big John Studd in a body slam match on paper sounds like a great idea. And then you watch it and you <laughs> And you realize that, you know, Andre is not in the best shape. Uh, but man, they could tell a story with like a couple simple moves. And now you fast forward yeah. to, you know, guys like you and Paro. Uh, you guys are, are giant, giant men and you move like cats. It's unbelievable the way that right. wrestlers have evolved. Um, what does the future in MLW hold for Logan Creed? Do you have your eyes on Hammerstone? We know the relationship with the Dynasty soured, and he's got that middleweight championship. Uh, so Holiday's running around with that fake Caribbean championship. Uh, and hey! I know, no, 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 no. Fake, no, hey, it's fake. fake. You didn't even go to the Caribbean. Philadelphia is not even close to the Caribbean. And if you clipped it from Savio Vega, that doesn't mean it's yours.
2: Caribbean uh, adjacent.
1: Yeah. And we saw it last time. Uh, I saw MLW live was in Philadelphia and you were involved with Mance and Savio against the dynasty. Has that chapter closed? Have you moved on or is the dynasty? that chapter's closed.
6: Um, And, you know, without, without digging too deep into this, because I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it. um, There's a, there's a really big future with what's coming uh, for me in MLW. Um, And, and I'm excited about it. I'll tell you that, Um, you know, it's nice to finally have my, feet planted in something uh i'm a big guy i love storytelling uh that's why i I love wrestling um and you know to capitalize on what i was just talking about great matches are great but you remember the stories and if they have both that's the ones you really remember so i'm looking forward to it i think it's gonna be great um everyone involved is excited about it so it should be it should be really fun moving forward
0: what are, uh, sorry,
1: Tony, go ahead. I know you've, you're, you're like the MLW guy. I'm sorry.
0: That's uh, all right. Um, I mean, we were talking about big men and somebody that's been impressing me. And I told Matt, uh last week when I saw his debut, uh, Calvin Tankman looks like a, a guy with another year or two of seasoning. He's going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. Uh, impressions on Calvin, Ta- uh, Calvin Tankman and anybody else who might impress you in MLW at this point.
6: No, I was so happy to see Tank Man come on board. Um, you know, he, I, knew, uh, I knew, I've seen his stuff on the independent scene, uh, not, haven't had the chance to work with him. So obviously looking at him being there now, I see, you know, I see the opportunity is, is right there in front of me, you know, that eventually that could happen and it could happen on that stage. So that's always a big deal. Um, and there's not really, I tell the people this all the time, there's nobody on that roster that I don't look forward to working with you got guys on there that I've never had the opportunity to work with before. Um, so it, it's just an open door of opportunity, of new matches of new stories and, you know, and a whole bunch of things that I haven't done yet and people haven't seen yet.
0: Yeah. The stories are fantastic. I mean, you know, you, you see guys like the Von Ericks and, and, you know, possibly joining up with Hammerstone, you know, they, they've got a history with the dynasty and then, uh, you've got Contra who's gearing up and then you've got another story with, uh, uh, Selena Delorenta still, you know, like, uh, you know, in bitter battle with, uh, with Conan. So there's just so much great stuff going on. I'm really looking forward to see what you got. I mean, a little hint anywhere? Something you could spoil for us?
6: You just gotta watch, man. That's that's all I can say. It's you know, it it's all gonna intertwine and it's all gonna come back around. And, and I think it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a fun ride, you know. So just stay on board.
0: Uh, yeah, can- and it, it's it's great too. Sorry, just to add, uh, I mean. I, when I watched the first uh, episode for the restart and, uh, you know, Myron Reed was in there with uh, with Pillman Jr. And it looked like he hadn't lost a step. And now he's even yeah. calling out fat, too. Like he wants the world championship. Yeah. So it's just crazy how, like you said, everything's starting to intertwine and all these stories are coming together. And it's it's good to see that MLW with with the restart is getting back, you know, like right into the groove and just off and running, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Matt, sorry, you had something. Did you have some?
1: I did, I, well, I was going to make fun of another competitor. Go uh, ahead. No, because we talked about it. When you see Tom Lawler in the Daisy Dukes, and I know oh, he's an God. MMA fighter, you're like, Tom, what the fuck are you doing, bro? <laughs> I know you. he's a legit badass, but I could not focus on that match last week because he had... F- His fucking butt cheeks were hanging out, man. I was like, what am I watching, Tom Waller? What are you doing? And I know on commentary they played it up like he likes to get inside of people's heads, but he got in my head, and I was just sitting at home on my couch. Um, (laughs) But that locker room, I mean, you have, you know, the big guys like yourself. You have Fatou. You have Hammerstone and Holiday. And then you have, like, the MMA guys, Uh King Mo, I can't stand King Mo. I think he's the worst. Really? You what? You got to
0: do this? You got to do this now? I just sure. want to
1: know if I got to grease a palm, we can get a little, you know, Jacques Rougeau, Dynamite Kid situation. <laughs>
4: What? I can't
1: stand King Mo in the ring. First of all, him and Tom Lawler are the fucking worst together. That oh. whole st- that whole stable. What? They're heels. They're supposed to be hated. I can't stand him. Tom Lawler was such a great guy. He was the champion. Then he turned his goddamn back on the Von Erics. Now he's got Dominic Green. He looks like he works at the goddamn Whataburger. He's wearing his shorts and his gi. And I know he's a killer. I know they're all killers. But I don't like him, goddamn it. I'm sorry. I'm very fired up. King Mo really irks me.
2: Was, there, was it? Was, was there a question for Logan in there, Matt? Oh, there wasn't. He felt like he had to vent. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I'm
1: sorry, Mr. Creed. That was. No, you're totally fine. Get it out, man. You got to let
6: it out sometimes.
1: I, if you ever listen to this show, I let it out all the time. <laughs> it's usually not from my mouth either. <laughs> Logan Creed. Let me, as a comic book guy, Marvel guy, is that a is that a kind of marriage of Wolverine and Sabretooth?
6: That is, that's it yeah exactly where you <laughs> come from
1: a big comic book guy
6: yeah no especially growing up um, you know I I don't really collect anymore right. um, still into um, to hot toys and, and collecting toys uh, if you ever go to my YouTube channel there's an actual video of my entire collection you can check out oh I'll actually All say right. I'll send you guys over the link so you can check it out
1: what's the uh, what's the YouTube channel please give it a plug
6: it's just uh, it's the Logan Creed. I believe that's right. Listen, I'm terrible YouTube. I never post anything on YouTube, mostly because everything now is on fight TV or independent wrestling TV. So I don't have to keep up with it anymore. Thank God.
2: So with this uh, MLW restart, which is uh, in full gear right now, where do you see, is this a restart for you as well? Or are you still just going to be kicking ass, taking names, doing what you've always done, or are you going to try to and look to do something new with this whole new a whole new world that
6: we're living in. No, I think, well, I mean, obviously, you know, tongue in cheek, but, you know, you're seeing it, you're seeing the new uh, and, and, and this is what it's going to be. And uh, no, I'm, I'm excited about it. You know, I think, you know, we talk a lot about being artists. You hear, that's a new thing that, you know, we're artists. Well, if you're really an artist and you can paint multiple types of pictures and different types of, you know, canvases. Um, so this is an opportunity for me to paint a whole new picture and tap into a whole other side of, of, you know, me and who I am. So I'm excited about it and and I think it's going to be great.
1: Well, I think I can speak for the three of us when I say we look forward to it. Uh, MLW is doing amazing things, uh, and there's still more to come. Um, as we move forward with the restart, um, and you working in front of uh, the, the dynamic that you see on TV with no fans, the no crowd thing. It's almost starting to become a normality with us watching wrestling for you though. And I know you came up through the Indies and I'm sure you wrestled in front of like four people. Once every wrestler does. <laughs> um, know, how, how different is it when you're, when you're, when you're doing this uh, and you're taping it and there's nobody there and how much do you feed off of the, the reaction of the crowd uh, when hopefully we get back to that?
6: You know, I was, the crowd is such a huge part of what we do. And I don't think I really understood until there wasn't one there. You know what I mean? Like until they weren't there and I didn't have that connection to make because sometimes you, you're you doing things based on what, they, what they're what they doing, you know, what the crowd's doing. So it changes everything. You know, it, it, it really, really changes everything when they're not there. And, you know, you say, like, well, I'm sure you wrestled in front of four people in indies. Well, sure, but still, the four people were doing something. Right. <laughs> you know, it wasn't just a camera. You know, so it, it changes things. But um, I think at the same time, you know, you're professional and you know what you're doing and you know that there's still people through that camera that are watching and they're going to be watching. So, you you know, you, you kind of get in the mindset where – You're still putting on, you know, you're still putting on performance and a show for those people. So, you know, it's different, but at the same time, you, once you get to a certain point, you just, you, you go out and you do what you need to do.
2: Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. You're, you're, you're still getting views. You're still building to something that people have to pay for at some point, whether it be a pay per view or this and that. So you can't take a day off. You can't mail it in. So that's a hundred percent, a great point that I never really even thought of until right now.
6: Yeah, and it, dude, I'm gonna tell you what it really impresses me is is on some of these indie shows out here where, you know, the crowds are restricted, the numbers are restricted, especially here in the state, Georgia. Um, one show, action wrestling, you know, they're they're restricted to 35 fans, I think, in the building, where you know they're used to drawing two, three hundred a show, uh, and so they up the ticket prices for the shows like tremendously. Yeah. We're talking huge prices, and they're packing, they're they're selling it out every time these people are paying. And and that means so much to me to know that these people are willing to do that because they appreciate what we do that much, you know? So that, speak vo- that speaks volumes for the kind of fans that wrestling has top to bottom, man. Uh, you know, these people, they love it. And, and they're following us and they've never had a bigger platform to follow us on than now because you have so much content out there.
1: No, absolutely. You talk about doing business December 26th the longest reigning uh, anarchy champion takes on the current anarchy champion, Shane Marks. Uh, it'll be on fight TV, nine ninety nine. If you order now you get a $2 credit to fight TV. Uh, talk about your relationship with, with anarchy wrestling and, and, you know, being the, the flag bearer, so to say, with being the longest reigning champion.
6: Yeah. You know, that, that time in my life and my career uh, was really huge for me. You know, that was, that was literally, right before and during uh, when everything with MLW started happening. So that entire year leading up, I, I really come into my own as a, as a professional wrestler. Um, I was, I was hitting another gear. I mean, I was training uh, three or four days a week with awesome theory. Um, and we were working out in the ring together, which, you know, was, was awesome. Um, and then we were on the road together and I was working as more than I ever had before. And, um, yeah, I was just – I was coming to my own. You know, the confidence was there. I, I you know, figured out who I was and, and who I wanted to be. And then, you know, of course, the history of anarchy, which dates back to NWA Wildside and Bill Barings, and, you know, that's where A.J. Styles come from. And, you know, there's so much history in that building. And so to have those guys' backings, have Bill Barron's backings and have Rick Michaels' backings, Um, you know, it was big. It was huge for me because they, they knew that I could handle it and they wanted me to carry it. They wanted me to to carry that name. So it's huge to go back. You know, it's been a while. I haven't been back in almost two years. So, uh, I'm excited about, you know, December 26th, it's going to be a big night and, uh, that match is going to be great. Yeah. Tickets
1: start at $10 and you can order it over a fight TV app on the fight, uh, the Fight app, and like I said, if you order now, you get a two dollar credit on the Fight TV app. Uh, and I mean, it's the day after Christmas. You're gonna be stuffing your face with ham or turkey saying. or whatever exotic. I don't know. Yeah. Tony eats exotic meats. Have you ever had a goose? Let's ask Logan Creed. He looks like a man who yeah. who eats everything, but I, not yeah. like the way I, not like the way I eat everything because I grow yeah. out like this way. He grows like with the muscles from Brussels. Yeah. Have you ever I eaten a,
6: a goose? A goose, yeah, yeah. Um probably ostrich and is and kangaroo probably my top two favorites and probably the most unique. I actually, um, I managed a bar at a fine dining restaurant for five years. So I had my feel of every exotic meat known to man during that time. Nice. <laughs>
1: Where do you rank goose, uh, on the list of birds?
6: It's, it's not bad. It's, it's not dry. So it's a little bit like, it's not like turkey or something like that. It's not dry meat. Um, so it's a little better. I don't, I'm not a fan of turkey unless it's fried, which, you know, I'm from Georgia, so we fry everything. Um, <laughs> but uh no, it's not bad. It's it's definitely better than turkey. That's the, about the best. That and duck. Duck's good too.
2: Fried turkey's actually made its way up north. Everyone up here in Jersey fries their oh, man, turkey. The,
6: I don't understand why you would eat it any other way. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: See, well, I think I, because half the people that live up here burn their houses down when they're trying to fry the turkey, yeah, yeah,
6: that's
0: true.
1: Too. So, you gotta do it out,
6: you do it outside, and you just drink, you gotta you drink beer, you fry the turkey. That's just the way you do it. <laughs> don't put it in your house because, yes, there's gonna be a fire.
1: <laughs> Am I late? When did everybody start hating turkey? Am I late to the party? I just found out that everybody hates turkey.
2: Uh, I like it's turkey, man. Dry, man. <laughs> There's there's absolutely nothing special about turkey. It's good for one day a year, and then what? Like, (laughs) like cold cut turkey. If you want to put turkey on a sandwich, I'm okay with that. But actual like the meat of the ah, get out of here.
1: So then, why does everyone eat it on Thanksgiving?
6: I don't know. The pilgrims. (laughs) I don't
4: know. Like three hundred years ago,
6: nobody eats turkey, and so they got to get rid of them. So it's like, oh, let's just do this once a year. That way, we're not overstocked on turkeys. Yeah. (laughs) That's hey a, man, I'm I made, I made a great just a turkey. To sell Turkey <laughs> <laughs> Turkey farmers get rich. That's how they get rich.
0: Well, there you go. It's all
6: like at work, man.
0: I like
1: a turkey. <laughs> I like a turkey over a pheasant. I'll tell you that right now.
0: Yeah, pheasant's not so good.
1: No, it's gross. Yeah. It was gross. It was gamey. It was disgusting. I was worried about the pellets. My wife shot a pheasant like two weeks ago. She brought so you it were home. What
0: the fuck shot?
1: No, I was worried about everything. She never shot a fucking bird before. I'm going to eat it. She's telling me how she ripped its wings off. I got wings all over the fucking porch. Come on, man.
6: You find little pellets in it when you eat it?
1: No, I found nothing. That's it was clean. Thing. That's but... a thing. That's
6: a thing sometimes when you when you kill your own. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, I don't see. I don't want that. I can't. It's, I'm too much in my head. Is that how I want to die? Choking on a pellet? Jesus Christmas. Oh my God. God. Uh, Logan Creed at the Logan Creed on Twitter. He's part of the MLW restart. Uh, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us tonight. We had a lot of fun, anything you want to leave the fans with before we let you go.
6: Guys just keep supporting us. Um, you know, COVID is going to end eventually. We're going to get a vaccine. Um, things are going to get some type back to normal and, uh, you're going to be able to go back out and watch these shows live again. And I can't wait. And I know I speak for everybody else, uh, in the business when i say that we can't wait to see you back out at the arenas
1: and we can't see you back at the can't wait to see you back at the arenas and every wednesday night on shut up
6: <laughs> every wednesday he's ch- night he's choking on a pellet <laughs> <laughs>
1: Every Wednesday night, com backslash major league wrestling, uh, design group. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I know that's like the MMA. I channel. do not know if you're
6: saying that right either. So don't feel bad. Uh, don't F-
1: FUBU sports, uh, BN sports USA, uh, MLW com is where you can find all your MLW merch, Uh, And support, please, Mr. Logan Creed at the Logan Creed again on Twitter. Give him a follow, show him some love, and uh, check out his YouTube channel, which I'm excited to look at because we are toy nerds over here. Uh, Mr. Creed, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Thank thank you. you. Enjoy the rest of your night. Stay safe. We'll
0: talk soon. All right, brother. Thanks, Logan. Be well. Thank you, Logan Creed. Everyone,
1: I had a good time. I had a good time with Mr. Logan Creed. He likes the goose. He does like the goose. I can't believe he's eating goose.
2: Well, it's, good for the it's good for the gander.
0: Kangaroo too, man. I wonder what kangaroo tastes like. Never had the kangaroo.
2: I feel like everything is like really lean. Like I feel like kangaroo is going to be like a real lean meat with no fat. It's probably bouncy. That's right.
0: Uh, I see what you did there.
2: Yeah, Puts a little pep in your step. Hi-oh!
0: So, uh... <laughs> Kevin, tell me why I shouldn't be upset that Sting is going to have a job. Oh, God.
2: Uh, <laughs> we're still talking about this?
5: No, we don't
2: um, have to. No, I want to because I think I, I don't think I got your full. And Matt, I mean Matt, did even chime in on it. Really, he mentioned it a little bit about what they talked about on the post game show.
1: Well, I think I I get Tony's. I kind of I, I see both sides of the coin. Um, I get Tony. You know, Tony's hesitation. Like, why would you want to see him with Darby Allen? He's much bigger than Darby Allen and that manager does that role. does that
2: matter anymore matt does that really matter anymore I, it doesn't oh, matter
1: yeah. to me but to some people old people it matters
2: like who's like aj styles guy? This guys a monster and you got and he's backing up aj styles but like he's that, like that his body to guard. bother AJ styles. all right maybe maybe sting with a bat is darby is second look i'm excited
1: whatever look i think from a business standpoint and i talked about it wednesday night having sting on tnt is huge Because there are a ton of wrestling fans who, no matter where he's been, TNA, WWE, the older wrestling fans who are watching during the Monday Night Wars will equate Sting to WCW. Right. No no matter what. So having him, if you're flipping channels or you're watching a basketball game on TNT or a movie or whatever, and fucking Sting is in an AEW commercial... You're like, holy shit, Sting's still wrestling? I, thought, I, I have to I see thought you're gonna, I, th- I thought you were going to
2: say Sting was in the rafters at the basketball game and the lights just go out. And then all of a sudden, he's pointing the bat at LeBron James and LeBron James looks up and, it's, and, then, a, and then a vulture flies down. That would be and brilliant. Just, and it just goes right on the rim. Like LeBron James is about to go up for like a, you know, a dunk or whatever. And then all of a sudden, a vulture just lands and rejects. Rejects LeBron James. Get out of here, King James. You're not Sting. You're not a vulture. Get out of here. So now
1: Sting is carrying vultures who play basketball that's right I mean, that's, I gonna guess,
2: expansion, that's gonna be the new expansion team i mean you gotta
1: it's, evolve with the times right
2: i agree i just think Sting is as an asset to no matter what like you want to, i don't care what kind of contract you sign up to i don't care what kind of money he makes i don't care what you do with like i mean obviously i care what you do with them but i just think there's no there's no downside to this to me
1: uh, look i agree i i I agree 100%, and we'll see Wednesday night. Tony Schiavone has a, sh- a sit-down interview with him, and we'll see what the future holds for the Stinger. Look, I think it's a fucking home run, and I think if you're looking to build a wrestling company, it doesn't hurt to have someone like Sting being backstage.
2: It's a, it's a sit-down interview with Schiavone?
1: Some kind, I don't know if it's a sit-down interview per se. It might be an in-ring interview with Schiavone. Okay, all right.
2: That That I don't necessarily care for.
1: If
0: they're doing an in-ring interview with Shivani, he better have a fucking suit on with some goddamn shoes. None of this mix-and-match sneakers bullshit. Look like a professional, for God's sakes. He's going to
2: come out with Matt's hair, and he's going to do a great job.
1: Kevin, do you not want to hear Sting speak?
2: I don't know if I... Again, I'm not going to pass judgment until what actually happens happens. But, like, he came out, he did his little, you know, three corners, Dustin, Cody, Darby, Arn, four corners. And that he just left. I would like to see that go a little bit. Like I know that the image of sting is long gone. Kayfabe has long been dead, but if you can just project a little bit of it maybe sting, I, what I was really hoping that sting was going to do with Darby Allen was hand him the bat and then turn around like the NWO days and see if Darby would hit him. Like, that's what I was like. I was like begging and pining for that. And if they could do something along those lines, like the next like week or two, then I'd be okay. But again, again, I'm not passing judgment on what's going to happen on Wednesday until it actually happens. It could be great. So, yeah, I'm excited. I liked it. It, it made, it made AEW feel way more important than it had in, in a long time. And that's not just Sting. That was the whole show.
1: I'll tell you what sting was just the, the tip of the iceberg. Um, because the ending of AEW, um, I think in the dichotomy of professional wrestling, who works with who, honestly, AEW and Impact, whether it be, and a lot of reports are saying this is going to be like a one-off thing, and we might get like a Young Bucks versus a Good Brothers match.
5: Yeah.
1: Uh, but Impact working with AEW, well, well played. And I know, Kevin, you watch AEW, uh excuse me, Impact every Tuesday night. That's right. Um, and what a fucking talented roster. Uh, the potential dream matches, I mean, and to catch people up if you didn't see it, uh, at the end of the AEW World Championship match, Kenny Omega wins with the help of Don Callis, and the story they told throughout the match was this was going to be a gentleman's match, so to stay with, we, they weren't going to use weapons, they were just going to make it a, a natural wrestling match, and then Don Callis hands Kenny Omega a microphone, and he beats the ever-living dog shit out of John Moxley with it, and eventually wins, and then...
2: Didn't he hit him once? Yeah, he hit him once. Come dude. On. We fucking gotta sell it window. for the
1: people that didn't see it, man.
2: What? what we don't work for AEW. Call it like it is.
1: Nah, yeah, then they go back and then they say, Oh, you're a liar, Matt. And I say, oh, at least you listen to the fucking show. Sucker. <laughs> um <laughs> Sucker? Sucker.
4: Can you dig it? Sucker But then Don like, well, Callis the Don Callis
1: grabs Kenny Omega and they take off and they run past the very angry Tony Khan and the boys in the back. Uh, and then uh, Dave Marquez jumps out from behind... Uh, Alex Marvez jumps out from behind the the t- satellite truck.
0: Dave Marquez.
1: I mean, Dave Marquez wishes he was doing something because that's a fucking disaster over there in the UWN, NWA
2: world. They got uh, saved, though, didn't they? Who? Didn't they, didn't they get a bone? What? Like, the, the venue actually closed down, so it wasn't, like, on them. Like, they can still... I don't know. I read something where it's not like they shut their doors. It's like they were forced to. The state
1: state shut them down. Uh, But it's still a bummer uh, because apparently they were taping all their NWA shockwave stuff there too. So strap in for a lot of repeat matches that Tony already paid for. (laughs) But anyway, Alex Marvez goes to interview. Kenny, Kenny, what are you going to do? What did you do? What are you going to do without the pile driver?
2: You Uh, can't use your pile driver.
1: And Don Callis says you have to tune in Tuesday night on impact to see what Kenny has to say. Tony with the bird. You don't like this either.
0: Where did this come from? What's the point? I don't get it. I don't get it. There was nothing in story that says Kenny's going to impact. Was he disgruntled? Was he unhappy? What's his connection with impact? I Don
2: Callis' connection is his connection with impact. Fuck
0: Don Callis.
2: Well, don't don't just curse when you don't like the answer to your question.
0: You asked what the logic was. That's the logic. Yeah, where, where did Don Callis come from? Like, where all of a sudden, like now all of a sudden, Kenny Omega's impact? Like, where did this come from? That's all I want to know.
2: Where did it come from? Don Callis and Kenny Omega are very close. Don Callis started doing commentary for big time. Kenny Omega matches. What was the, it was the last pay-per-view. He was there. He was there for full gear or
1: yeah. Full gear.
2: So plant planting the seeds, as you like to say, T Donk planting the seeds. Now, if this go, I don't expect, I, first of all, I didn't once Don Callis even said that I was like, all right, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe that AEW is going to impact when I see it, but clearly it's at least a thing for a little bit. And uh, T-Donk, negativity, I got to, I got to cleanse your aura.
0: I don't like it. it. I don't like it. Uh, Don Callis is a genius for doing it because now he's going to get a fucking, maybe a million pairs of eyes on impact, which good for him. I don't see how this no. benefits, uh, how it benefits AEW at all. To be honest with you, your world champion just leaves and runs to another promotion out of the blue. It's like, no,
2: I, I don't. That wasn't the, that's not the gimmick. That's yeah. not the angle. We don't know what the angle is. Where but did it come we, from? That's we, we, my question. But we know he's not, not going
0: fucking to Cotton Impact. This Joe. Where did you come from and why did you go? He's not, he's not go? he's not signed with Impact, Tony. But he's your world champion. All of a sudden he goes, and fucking Tony Khan, if he's going to fucking kayfabe bust that he didn't know what's happening, he should fucking not have a smile on his face when Kenny Omega's running past him to a fucking waiting
2: vehicle. First of all, did anyone even realize that was Tony Khan? Yeah, I fucking knew it. Looked like a Boy Scout selling cookies. He was like, hey, (laughs)
0: congratulations.
2: And they were like, fuck you, dude. We're leaving. Impact Tuesday. This looks like somebody brought their kid to get homeschooled or like take your kid to work day. He took off his headset like he was playing Turtle Beach Xbox.
0: And the young bucks the worst, dude. They run by them in the back. They're like, "What's going on? What are you
2: doing?" Oh god, Tony, you
4: are just
1: kick oh, him just... in
0: the dick. Where the fuck are you going? Get back here! It's two on one. They can't beat him up. He just went to war with John Moxley. He's their friend. They
1: they they are tight. They are the elite. You think what? Why would you turn your back on us? What are you doing, buddy? We're not gonna attack him.
0: Why not? bruno san martino attacked uh, macho man <laughs> when he when he beat up ricky steamboat that's what brothers do man that's the bond never has there been a more relevant analogy hold on
5: <laughs> hold on
1: did you say bruno san martino beat up macho man when he attacked when he attacked ricky steamboat that's what brothers do bruno san martino and ricky steamboat aren't related tony
0: but they're boys. They're, there's a bond between faces. There's a bond between people. You protect your own.
1: Tony, it's fucking 2020. These it's guys not are executives in the company, oh, and they're letting them run out the door with God. their
0: championship. But oh, he's not going anywhere. Fucking, he's going to Tuesday nights, Kevin. Did you not hear what he said to Alex Marvez? He said
5: Tuesday
1: night. Literal, Singular. literal Tony is here tonight to ruin the show. It's Do a fucking... It's a fucking story, Tony. We're creating interest for impact. We're creating interest for a possible impact versus AEW AEW uh, feud. Yeah, Tony. You don't want to see the Young Bucks against the Good Brothers? First of no, all, I don't even know if that would happen.
0: No, I don't. I'd rather see FTR versus the Motor City Machine Guns.
1: Look, I'm all with you. FTR against the North? Come on. But... but-
0: Alright, but let me ask you this question then. What makes you think all these things are a possibility?
1: I because because of what happened Wednesday night, that yeah, means well, there's some kind of relationship. Now, if it turns into a this is gonna become like an eight week story, I highly doubt that. No. I think you're gonna see Kenny Omega on Impact tomorrow night. He's going to say his piece, whatever he needs to say, to further the storyline, Tony. They didn't the Young Bucks didn't know. That he was going to run off. They probably planned it because wrestling is scripted. Yeah.
0: They they I, planned running by everybody in the locker room. I think if they were planning a getaway, they would have had him run out a different door. Wouldn't you? No. I mean, if you brought Tony, the bank, you wouldn't run past the police station on your way to the getaway car. You,
2: Tony, you know, it's I, COVID. They have certain procedures. You got to go certain directions. You can't just walk. He was wearing a mask, Kevin. The, well, I mean, not all the The idea is.
0: The
1: champion, the guy who's going to be the face of your company, just ran past the company out the fucking back door and said, "No, no, 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 I'm going that's to right. Tuesday nights." That's the fucking
2: story. You got to find out on Tuesday. Him and Don Callis are like you said, Tony, bros. That's
1: right. No, there's a so there's a brotherhood there.
2: That's right. They're like Macho Man and Bruno, baby. I think they actually mentioned that in the promo. Yeah,
1: Don Callis said, "I am the Bruno San Martino." To his Ricky Steamboat.
2: That's it. (laughs) No, he didn't. No, he said, I am
1: the Bruno San Martino. You are the Larry Zabisco.
2: That's right. And I think we're all on the same page here where I think the culmination of this Impact AEW feud is an inevitable uh, main event of the Tokyo Dome with Kenny Omega versus Brian Myers.
1: Fucking sign me up in the Tokyo Dome.
2: I thought thought that was going to get... No, I just want to. Ag-
1: now, I just want to fucking aggravate Tony because he's all the fucking ornery.
0: You want to aggravate me? Can we talk about Chris Jericho, Frankie Kazarian?
2: Real quick, Tony, I do want to agree with you on one thing.
0: Oh, thanks.
2: Kick me what, while what I'm down do for-
0: and lend, lend a hand. Thanks, Simon.
2: What does, it, what does this do carry for
0: me? for me, Simon.
2: I will. I will carry. I will just carry all me the, the my cross.
0: crucifixion, and then you're like, oh, "I'll help him out a little bit." That's right. I mean, you got wood right.
2: panels there. We can make something out of that. <laughs> Go ahead. Tony, is you, wait, your background is different. You're facing a different way. You're not even against the wall. Um, uh, what does this do for AEW, Tony? Nothing. Yeah.
7: So that that's fair.
2: Point. Yeah. That's a very fair point. But not everything's about being a bad guy, not everything's about being selfish. Help out Impact Wrestling. And first of all, they will not get a million views because only 100,000 people watched it last week. So they're not getting a million views on Access TV. But if anything, it helps out Impact. It's the same thing Vince McMahon did for ECW. It's the same thing working relationships happen. And I think if anything, and I mentioned it with Logan, MLW is always at a forefront of trying to work with other companies. This is good news. No matter how long it lasts, this is good stuff. Okay. All right, that's it. Good. I don't know. Matt looked like you had something to chime in on that.
1: No, I did not. I think everybody wins in this situation. And, the, and look, we don't know where this goes. The possibilities are endless. If it gets extra eyes on Impact and they gain more fans, and, and, you know, maybe there's a small pocket of people who don't watch AEW that watch Impact, maybe they tune in Wednesday night. It's not going to – we're not looking at, like, 2 million fucking views on both shows. That's not going to happen. No, but
2: no. Everybody wins. It does not yeah. hurt anybody, and who doesn't love like these kind of anything can happen scenarios? Well, like who's to say exactly. like next week on AEW like the uh, you know the good brothers in the North and Chris Bay and and these guys just can't show up. Willie Mack they just right. can't show up and just you don't know. And that's why I and it's a it's been a long time since we can actually say that with 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 actual like. Assurance that we don't know what's going to happen, which is completely ironic as a phrase. With like NXT and WWE, those invasions, you kind of know because they're all under the same umbrella. These are not the same umbrellas.
1: No, it's good. What are you going to do when Johnny Swinger attacks Michael Nakazawa?
2: Oh, God, don't, don't, Matt.
1: Why? That'd be fucking gold. Did Johnny
2: Swinger
0: die? Who died?
2: No, Johnny Johnny Bravo.
0: He's not dead.
2: Yeah, and oh, God, man, save that for being the elite, Swinger and Nakazawa. (laughs) <laughs> Save that for whatever show that gets eight million views.
1: It's the possibilities are endless. I think this is awesome, and I can't wait to, I can't wait to watch Impact tomorrow night when I get home from work, and Wednesday night the same thing. Dynamite! Like,
2: I, I agree, Matt. And let's be honest, if it was like we, there was speculation since AEW started that they were going to be working with somebody, whether it was Ring of Honor, New Japan, it, like everyone in the back of their mind thought that something. They were going to be working with somebody else. Why can't it be Impact?
1: Ex- Let it no, ride. It's a, look, they have a super fucking talented roster. They have a super strong women's division, which would help AEW. And, uh, I mean, look at the fucking... You're telling me you don't want to see, um, you know, like Ricky Starks and Rich Swan.
2: Like, I, you, again, the matchups are... Com- like Moose and Brian... I mean, even though Brian Cage just left. Sure. Lance Archer, Moose, like, like... Brian Myers, anybody?
1: Yeah, Jake something against uh, fucking Lance Archer, uh, Eddie Kingston. Who cares? Whatever. Give it to me.
0: Oh, you mentioned Eddie Kingston. There you what go, was Don't... that bullshit at the end of the episode where he came out and he started yelling in the microphone and they're like, we got to go.
2: That was, that was supposed to be dark, probably. Not AEW dark, but that's probably supposed to be post-show for the live crowd.
0: You caught that, right? Yeah, no, yeah, that was did. done to, to try.
1: They wanted to try and set up an angle with Lance Archer.
0: But, but, like, 30 seconds left on the show where we just had this, like, major fucking ball drop where Kenny Omega ran off?
2: I think that was an error, and I think that was literally supposed to be for the live crowd only.
0: No, that
1: was meant for TV.
2: What, Eddie Kingston not, not being on camera and calling out Lance Archer? Yep. Well, I know they're doing the thing where Eddie is now with... Uh, well, eddies with the the butcher and the blade and Lance Archers with uh the lucha brothers Phoenix the six and Pentagon. man
1: yeah six man tag action next week oh or maybe it was, Wednesday Wednesday this week whatever
2: wait so you guys did you guys talk about this on Wednesday that you all thought it was planned no it was like planned. Is, i read
1: that it was planned it was i mean it's look it's weird it's weird that you would try and put that in there right but i guess they were going for that like spontaneous thing i don't know like, right. not, well, nothing nothing like, to.
2: Yeah, if it was meant to look like it appeared like it was supposed to be just for the live show and it just caught, if that's the case then it's that's, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, no, it was just done like there was no like match after the show, afterwards or whatever. It was just done like to seem like Eddie Kingston didn't give a shit about this and he wanted to get his hands on Lance Archer.
2: No, all right, that's
1: pretty cool. Now Tony, what's your problem with uh Chris Jericho and Frankie Kazarian?
0: Um What the fuck is going on with the there inner it is. circle? What is going on with the inner circle? We've had months of storylines. Are they in? Are they not? Are they friends? Are they not? And all this shit goes down overbooked. Fine. I'll, I'll accept that. But then Chris Jericho's like next week, we're going to have another meeting and we're going to decide if we're going to break up. You're the fucking leader. You don't like somebody throwing the fuck out. That's what heels do. Stop being a dick. What is it with the meetings? Are they fucking corporate? We need a meeting. We have to check this. We should call HR and find out. A- you're fucking Chris Jericho. You're supposed to be in charge. You can't fucking just say, Hey, fucking shithead, you're gone. Or I'm going to watch the tape. I'm going to throw your ass out. If I caught you fucking doing it. And nobody on commentary brings up the fact that MJF did that same shit to Cody. Cause he's a fucking conniving little shit. They just seem to forget that. That's perfect fucking story right there. Continuity. And nobody brings it up. How do you know they won't bring that up
1: on Wednesday night when Jericho says, Well, well why I'm- didn't
0: fucking Excalibur, who knows every fucking championship every woman's ever won from now to kingdom come, he doesn't fucking mention a, a, a pivotal story point. Because maybe it's not Excalibur's story to tell. He's the commentator. He's got to tell everybody's story. It's not about Tony. him. It's about what's going on in the ring.
2: Tony. Tony. I love you, Matt. I think I can speak for you when I when you say, "I love Tony." I love you. I don't think you do. I do. I usually lo- I I try to get your back whenever I can. It's it, it, it's the two man the two man army. All right, Tony. You hear me? You following me? Yes. What? I think you're losing your fucking mind.
0: I'm not losing I, my mind.
2: I think you're out. I think you're completely out to lunch, as they say. I think you need a checkup from the neck up. Matt, I'm going to ask
0: Matt a few questions. Number
2: one, do you think that match
0: was a little overbooked?
1: Do I think it it was overbooked from what stance?
0: Overbooked. Too much fucking, too many spoons (laughs) in that porridge. (laughs) You had Ortiz jumping on the apron. You uh-huh. had fucking uh, Jake Hager jumping around trying to convince him not to get involved. Uh-huh. Then you had uh-huh. fucking Wardlow and MJF coming out. Then you had fucking What's-His-Nuts coming out. Uh, the fucking Spanish God what the fuck Sammy is made. You know, all this fucking shit going on at once. Yes. And three of them standing on the fucking stage while the match is going on. That irks me. You know uh, that yes, irks
1: we me. we know you hate the stage.
0: Hate that. No, I don't hate the stage. I hate when people hang out on the stage. <laughs> It makes what's going on in the match not important. It makes like these dickheads fucking important. It wow. just bugged me out, dude. It fucking bugged me. I was like, why do we need all this shit?
1: Because that's the story we're, we're getting told. It's from the fallout from the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal is bleeding over into this. And now next week we get a final verdict. Does the inner circle split up? Can they get along? Is MJF a conniving this, little shit? This,
0: like, look, I was in with the fucking merry melodies with the dancing. I was in when they went to Vegas. I was in with MJF fucking with Sammy Guevara. I was in with all that. This <laughs> This fucking shit, the whole angle for me. I don't care who's in the fucking inner circle anymore. You know what I'd wish? I wish Jericho would go fucking take a bath in his fucking uh, mimosa shit again. I'd rather see him swimming around and do a couple laps in this nonsense. It all went to hell in the span of fucking seven minutes. Wow. It did. (laughs) What? It did. It fucking, oh, we have to have another meeting. Fuck you. I would say fuck you and your meeting. Come on, Wardlow. Let's get the fuck out of here.
2: Oh yeah, he, he, but he his whole purpose he wanted to be in the inner circle. So why would he just get up and leave?
0: Because Jericho's a whiny bitch, and he should realize that by now.
2: Yeah, but you don't think he knew that going in? That's f- <sighs> he done.
1: I wouldn't
0: want to be a part of any group where my fucking boss is saying we're having another meeting.
1: We have fucking conversations like that all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd be I'd be more worried about group texts than meetings.
1: Fucking <laughs> dick. <laughs> what? <are> you- <laughs> Man, you are fucking fired <laughs> up about AEW, man. Uh, so, l- are you excited for MJF <laughs> against Orange uh, Cassidy next week?
0: Really? Are you want to you? You keep fucking stoking the fire?
1: Yes, absolutely. For the ring. They're going to wrestle for a ring.
0: That's and, right. I'll give them credit. The Battle Royal told some good stories. They actually had a lot of storytelling going on there, whether it was uh adam uh, page getting eliminated whether there was the shit with private party and 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 matt hardy uh the stuff with the inner circle where sammy gets eliminated by mistake and you know all this other nonsense but fucking all right let me ask you this all right during the span of a match orange cassidy can get hit with and this is just this isn't just him this is like everybody and it goes back to my fucking Roman Reigns sleeping for 30 minutes at a Royal Rumble
2: match. Uh, all right. I'm with you on this, T-Dunk.
0: So these guys can get fucking hit with chairs and pipes and canes and getting pile driven and fucking Spanish flies and hoop de doos over the top and land on concrete and fucking get dropped on guardrails and get right back in the ring and hit the next move. And fucking Orange Cassidy lays on the floor for 10 minutes. Like, Really? Really? What the fuck, man? Have him get knocked out later on in the match then or don't fucking have that spot to begin with.
1: I mean, he just get attacked by by Kip and Miro.
2: That's right.
0: Fucking Miro, was he mad about his fucking video game machine, man? (laughs) I give Miro credit. He looked like a fucking beast in this match. That's what I was waiting for. Get rid of Sabian. You know what I would love? Mira and Penelope Ford together. Get rid of Sabian. That would be awesome. Why? Wow.
2: I know why. Because it's it's going to be him and it's going to be him and Lana. That's why. you no, you have that. Mandela syndrome or whatever it's called. Stockholm he needs syndrome. the beauty to his beast,
0: and Kip Sabian's not deserving of such a radiant beauty.
2: Is, He's quite uh, handsome.
1: What is? What did you say? Mandela syndrome? Like Nelson Mandela? Yeah, what is that?
2: It's like when you remember something that you think happened, but it never really happened. No, it's Nelson Mandela. You get out of prison. No, but the whole the whole point, the whole term was coined when everyone thought that Mandela uh, was, was died in prison and they never did and it was released like 10 years ago or something like that. It's called Mandela syndrome. But I was thinking of Stockholm syndrome where you, you hated something when it happened, but you can't let it go. You want Rusev and Lana in AEW.
0: No, I want Rusev to get away from Kip Sabian. That's what I want. And I want him to lose his woman. That's what I want.
2: You want who to lose his woman?
0: That's not nice. Why is that not nice? Oh, I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us right now, Ring of Honors, Sledge.
2: What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're <laughs> in a very heated argument. We're we're arguing about a lot of stuff, but it's good to have you here. Matt. Okay. What are, what are we arguing about? Tell Ooh. me what
0: we're arguing about.
2: Give me a topic. Uh, do you want to? Yes, guess
0: we
1: can. Do we really want to? Yeah, all right. You want a topic? I think, all right. Here we go. We,
0: Go ahead, Tony. Oh, this, no, right. this
1: is your this is your baby, so you could fuck this up.
0: Fuck! Shut up! <laughs> Give me a chance. The guy just got on the line, and you're already throwing me under the bus. Yep, All right, man. So fuck, I've been talking. Up. I've been talking for a few weeks that Miro should be a badass, and this past Wednesday on Dynamite, he portrayed said badass. I think he needs to get away from Kip Sabian and steal Penelope Ford and just be a badass with a beautiful woman.
2: All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go, Tony. That's all you need to hear. <laughs>
1: he agrees. No. No, I'll he doesn't. File that uh, in the, the shit that Sledge
0: doesn't care about.
3: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yep. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> in, in, in fairness, he wanted me you to mean, be so he,
3: so You mean, so you're saying that he should be like when they brought him first into WWE with Lana is exactly what you're saying.
0: Okay. Well, that was brought up too. But my thing is, I. D- it's not necessarily that. It's, it's, uh-huh. I wanted him to be a monster. And playing video games with Kip Sabian is not a thing a monster does on camera. You I know do. what I'm saying? There's, so, a th- there's
3: a lot of things AEW does on camera that <laughs>
0: a lot of people don't normally do on camera. This is true. I would, not, I would not play a video game machine at ringside while there was wrestling going on. But that's just, that's just me. I'd rather watch what's going on in the ring. 100%. But I just think, like, because I don't like Kip Sabian that much, I think he's Weasley. I think it would be a badass thing for Miro just to, like, kick him to the curb and just run off with Penelope and just, you know, go about his domination quest. I don't think it's a bad idea.
3: Not a bad idea. it's, you know, it's just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks, I guess, would be the best way to
2: put it. There it is. (laughs)
0: Fair yeah. enough. I just yeah. don't want him being, I just don't want him stuck as like, you know, like you broke my video game, you know, like, and so my man's going to beat you up now. It's like, you know, he's better than that.
3: Oh, the heat he would get if he smashed like a PS five, cause they're so hard to get right now. <laughs> See, would that, be, <laughs> it would be that ridiculous. Would be, that would be awesome. <laughs> the heat would be ridiculous. Now that's he a story. He doesn't that's even need story. to,
1: he, he don't even need to smash it. He just needs to put it online for like a thousand more dollars than he paid for it and watch people lose their fucking minds about
3: it. Yeah, but they're already doing that on, like, the Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, people yes. are going nuts. It's ridiculous what they're going for right now.
1: Yep. Uh, we're joined by Sledge, the metalhead maniac from Ring of Honor, uh, to just crushing water. Um,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> I feel your
1: thirst, my friend.
3: A, um, a, gallon, a gallon plus a day.
2: All right. No. Now, cause all right I, see, I, try, I tried that. I'm up to, like, a 17-ounce bottle. And, that, and that's it. And I can't drink anymore. Yeah. But how much do you,
3: how much do you piss though? Because I, I piss all the time.
2: See, I was going to ask you that because yeah. I fucking drink a shitload of
1: water. I don't know if I drink a gallon of water, but I drink a shitload of water and I piss like a racehorse and people think I'm like, I have like a problem.
3: Right. No, it's just, we're just flushing out our track, I guess would be the best way to put it. Um, I, yeah, I drink a gallon, gallon and a half a day. Um, I try to get at least a gallon down by four o'clock. Is my is and then I kind of gradually just kind of drink it through and I try to stop all my liquids by like seven.
5: Yeah, wow. so I don't have
3: so I don't like wake up during the night and like piss five or six times a night. Yeah, which I have no idea how we get on this conversation, but we're no, we're, it's fine. I heard it we're, actually makes
2: you, we're here. It makes you feel a lot better. I heard if you drink like a gallon of water, a day. you're actually not that hungry.
3: Yeah, really, it's just, that's a, It's a trick of the trade. You're not really that hungry. So a lot of people are like, Oh, I need to eat. I need to eat. Do a little bit of water, you'll be all right.
1: Yeah, see, I do that, but then I pee all the time, and I'm like, "God damn it, I'm pissing so much, I should have a
3: snack." <laughs> I worked up, I worked I worked up so much energy peeing from getting up and peeing That's and right. sitting back down. I'm burning all these calories. I need to have a damn damn snack, some That's right. bitch. So
1: That's why I, I like That's so why I'm a fucking slob. I don't know what to tell you, but what? <laughs> where, you know,
3: you don't look
1: that bad oh I mean, it's the hair look at thank you i mean look at me i look
3: like a fucking slob too but that's
1: all right yeah but you're the metal head maniac correct that and you're me. fucking crushing skulls and you're taking names and you're in ring of honor now which is huge because ring of honors restart has been unbelievable i saw you're tweeting uh the watch roh stuff they just finished up their episode uh yep. great stuff uh, i'm an roh honor club member so i got it a day early um but man how excited for you to be in roh
3: I'm very excited, man. ROH is definitely one of those places where I've always wanted to go. Back when it was on like HDNet, back in the day, you know, a lot of people are like, "Wait, what's HDNet?" It's now Access TV, guys. Um, it's just one of those things, man. Where we have the best wrestlers on the planet. We really do, honestly, man. If you see the product that we're putting out right now, is is by and large some of the best professional wrestling out there. I, I would put it. I would put our guys against any guys, hundred percent. You know the peer title, uh, the peer title um, tournament was absolutely just fantastic. That's what wrestling is, right there. That's wrestling, you know. And you see how gnarly Vincent and Bateman, you know, and then the return of Mike Bennett with Matt Taven, you know, the re- return of the Kingdom. And you saw it on TV, like how bad of blood that is, you know what I mean. And when they get together when sooner or later, whenever that happens, those four meet, man, it's going to be, hopefully they got a lot of security on deck. I'll tell you that one right there. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? So
1: they announced, uh, they announced that match for final battle.
3: Did they? Yes. Okay. I was, I was kayfabe in it, but okay. (laughs) I didn't know if they announced the internet.
1: They've announced quite a few matches for final battle, which is, uh, which is fantastic. Now I was at free enterprise following ROH. And my understanding is you were signed, right? before the pandemic started is that correct, correct.
3: yep man that's... i was uh i signed my deal and my deal went into effect march 1st i think we got shut down like march like 7th or something like that yeah
1: so i know you have been taking you've been you've used your time well because i know you did uh you were on the, the broke the steve Austin podcast right
3: i did the steve Austin podcast about two years ago And that's what really kind of launched me into that like indie darling bracket would be like the best way to put it. Because once that aired, then I was flying all over the place. And uh, next thing you know, I was uh, touring England and and Mexico and just kind of going all over the place.
1: Now, did did Steve find you or did you reach out to Steve? Like, how does that come about? Because I know you have a very interesting
3: story. Yeah, so it was right place at the right time. That's kind of where, like, my whole wrestling career has been. It's been, like, the right place at the right time. I was traveling with a friend, AJ Kirsch, who is now the lead announcer at MLW, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Rocked promo champion, you know, uh, tough enough, whatever. He's, like, one of my best friends. Anyway, we were traveling together to a show, and he kind of kayfaved me about, like, where he was going. And he was like, hey, man, like, I might have to drop you off at, like, a coffee shop or something for a couple hours. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Because I'm thinking he's got, like, an audition in L.A. I'm like, that's fine. You know, whatever. Steve Austin calls him. He asks Steve if I can come along. Steve originally tells me to kiss his ass. And I'm like, Steve Austin told me to kiss his ass. Hell yeah. Like, fuck yeah, dude. You know? And uh, he's like, no, man, bring him. And me and Steve just kind of started rapping. And we just kind of started talking. And he realized I had kind of a story. And he's like, dude, are you cool with my podcast? You And I'm like, yeah 100%, 100%, and that really launched me into that next, you know, a lot of indie guys struggle, excuse me, a lot of indie guys struggle to get that that next level of in, in, independence, like that next being that indie darling where you're flying every weekend, and you're you're really hauling ass, you're really trying to make a name for yourself, and something like that, like with the Steve Austin podcast, uh, really like launched me. You know, next thing you know, I was doing impact, and you know, we were, we were off to the races.
1: Uh, Tony, I'm sorry. I thought you had a question for the sledge. So now fast forward, ring of honor, you sign your deal. The pandemic starts like, what are you doing now to just keep your, your spirits up and and stay focused on the goal, which is obviously your ring of honor debut. Yeah. Um, uh,
3: when I got home, I I packed on because I moved just for an opportunity. I was not signed with ring of honor. Anyway, she or performed that offered me a tryout and, when was it? May. Beginning of May, they offered me a tryout. They held a dojo tryout camp and then they offered me a dojo spot. And um, they're like, hey, come to the dojo. We'll go ahead. We'll put you on the ring trucks. We'll kind of keep you some money in your pocket. And if this kind of, you know, pans out, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll sign you. You know, we, we just don't think you're ready for TV yet. And I said, you know what, this is the only thing, something pulled me that way. Something was like, okay, take this opportunity. When an opportunity knocks, man, you got, sometimes you got to go through the door. So, um, I moved away from like my whole support system before I officially signed with ring of honor, moving to Baltimore, Maryland. Cause I'm originally from California. I, I went from California all the way to Baltimore, Maryland on a, on, on a, on an opportunity, the best way to put it. Right. And then, um, I, I kind of got depressed while I was over there because I didn't have my, like, my support system that I really needed to help me kind of motivated. So I kinda, um, I'm kind of i a recovering addict. I don't know if we're going to catch into that, but I'm a recovering addict of alcohol and drugs. And I depression eat sometimes. And I really got into de- a depression mode and to the point of like, I almost thought about leaving a couple of times. Like, this just, it's not for me. Like, I just can't mentally get around this. And, and my coaches were great, man uh, Jonathan Gresham and Will Ferrara, like some of the best coaches you can, you can have really that and like Dak Draper and, you know, a lot SOS, a lot of those guys really like honed in around me to help me, um, get out of the funk that I was in. So when I got back home, when everything shut down back to California, I packed on some weight. I was, uh, that was a little, that was a little heavy. So I, uh, um, I decided to, uh, get on my diet plan again and, get my muscles back to where I feel like they need to be. And, uh, you know, and now I'm just kind of waiting, you know, uh, when I make my debut, you never know where I'm going to pop up.
2: So, so when, when you're told initially that you're not TV ready, Mm -hmm. what does that mean to you? And what kind of things do you think that you have to do to become TV ready to the point where now you are, are set to, to make this happen for yourself? Well, there's a lot of
3: different ways. That, like A lot of people believe that like, oh, it's just an, like with professional wrestling, when you watch it on TV, it's a TV product. We are a TV product. Okay. So a lot of the guys that you need to learn how to work the cameras, work different angles, do different things, uh, work, you know, uh, uh, different ways you do holds, different way you look at the camera, so on. And so on. there's just so, there's so much to TV wrestling
2: than there is just to going out there and just doing an independent match. What what did you have? What did you have like the easiest time with? The hardest time with? Like what did you think that you needed to work on the most? Was it just the cameras, or what was it? Um, spacing. A lot of a lot of it
3: was spacing, and I still have a pro. I still have a problem with that. too, you know, is I just give a little bit too much space. I need to be a little bit more aggressive. You know, and I give I give I give my opponent a little bit too much breathing room because I'm I I, and I need to stay right on top of them. So there's just there's a little few few little tweets but i'm always learning that's the thing is that you're always learning in this business you're always learning well, so as, absolutely. The,
1: as the metalhead maniac you need to be quick or be dead
3: yes absolutely kill or be killed
1: oh i like that we could go we could go metal songs all night um, <laughs> now you talked about your addiction um what what was the 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 your moment where you decided this is not for you and you needed to get past that and and become the person you are today sitting in front of us.
3: It was uh it was a really really bad decision. And sometimes you need a bad decision and hit rock bottom before you can wake up.
1: It's honestly. Not, it's not uh, this podcast, is it? It it,
3: it might be <laughs> when we're done. <laughs> you know? I'm just joking. Right? Yeah. K Dog is looking at me like you son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, he's oh. like you he's looking at me, he's like you son of a bitch. By the way, um,
2: <laughs> by the way, go jets, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, that, that was a that was a win as far as I'm concerned yesterday. I don't I don't know what everyone else was How? watching.
4: How? We I don't want you, you. wanna
2: win you wanna win a game and have you what are you a Raiders fan? Uh yeah. All right, listen. Congratulations. I'm, listen, I was on the Raiders bandwagon yesterday. You think I want to let Jacksonville get that number one pick? I want Trevor Lawrence. Tank for Trevor, baby. Let's go.
3: I was, I was literally tweeting yesterday. I was like, how are we going to lose to an 0 11 team? Seriously. Like, we're, the last two games were supposed to give me, be, give me Atlanta was supposed to be give
2: me. We, we, we did the job. I'll talk to you about that because I had Derek Carr starting last week in my fantasy football league against Atlanta, who the week before, like, um, like, the worst defense in the league at that point. And all of a sudden Derek Carr gets zero points goose egg. Oh, he got me. you
1: zero last, last week. He got me negative ah. three points. So,
2: and then this week I have him on my bench. i start Taysom Hill and he goes off a of 39 against my jets.
3: Yeah. So. <laughs> that, 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 that pass at the end though. Like,
2: yeah. wow. We fired a coordinator today.
3: Oh, just, fired, you should have fired I, everybody. You should have fired your head coach.
2: Yeah. That's You're, happening.
3: Yeah, definitely dude. I don't it. Anyway, Anyway, but uh, I made a really bad decision. <laughs> I saw the Jets and I had to go there, buddy. I'm sorry.
2: No, listen, I am mad at you. I'm sorry, man. Um, oh, no,
3: it's all good. I made a bad decision, man. I got actually, uh, I was going through a really bad time in my life. I really was. I, I was going through a divorce. and um, I got hurt early in my career. And I started uh, supplementing pain with pain pills and when i was going through divorce i was already i was always drinking like drinking was never really that big of a problem for me until like i started going into that depression mode and then um, things aren't really going very well at home so then i started ramping up the drinking and the drinking and the pills they just they were a horrible combination and i made a really bad decision of getting into the ring extremely intoxicated honestly extremely intoxicated and uh I was going into like a hardcore match and, and I was like, Oh, I need to get tanked up for this. And it was just, it, it was bad. It was probably the, it was the worst match of my career. I, I 100% can tell you that I shouldn't have never walked out of that curtain. The promoter should have never let me to go out that curtain. Um, but about a few days later is when I had that wake up call that I needed because no one was returning my texts. No one was calling me. There was a video that was released about me that, to about a hundred and something promoters telling them not to book me anymore. Um, it was, it was a very rough time. So, uh, I, I, I I've six and a half years clean and sober now
1: since then. That's awesome. I mean, it's it's awesome that you're clean and sober. What's the road like for you now you've made this terrible mistake. Uh, the word is out. Don't book sledge. He's a disaster. And now you have to reinvent yourself. How hard was that for you? Plus to overcome your other demons.
3: I, it, it was hard it really it really was man um, it will, I, I really give hats off to guys that really like stuck behind me you know like my best friend J.D. Horror. Um, guys like uh, my, my buddy Clay Towser, uh, uh, promoters like Joey Chaos who texted me and told me you know give me a reason not to unbook you right now give me one good reason not to unbook you right now and I told him I'd never drink again and I haven't I kept my word uh, guys like Kurt White who put me in the, in, uh, in the public eye, you know, with Impact and, and everything. Um, just just a real group of guys around me to really help lift me because when I got sober, I depression ate. So then I gained about 100 pounds, 100 120 pounds, and uh, that was that was another wake up call. Sitting on the couch, you know, watching all my friends getting signed to. You know, when Luch Underground was coming through, man, Luch Underground was swiping up everybody. They were swiping up everybody. and They were in L.A., and I'm just like, I could have been right there 100%, you know, and that was the day that I got off my butt off the couch and got a gym membership and got on a diet and fitness, and wrestling has been my life, you know, ever since, probably the last three, probably about the last three years, wrestling has just been my life, and I've been broke. I've been... Oh, cars almost repossessed uh <laughs> rent telling my landlord you know hey uh i'll get it to you you know uh, soon hey don't cash that check until the middle of the month because i'm hoping i get yeah. a big payday you know uh working a little odd jobs trying to you know become something and luckily the steve austin podcast happened and
2: here yeah. we are and and for the most part, it seems like wrestling is in a better place. I mean, I can't speak with absolute certainty about that, but it seems like it's a better in a better place than it was maybe like you know twenty years ago, uh, in, in terms of, of of abuse and in terms of sobriety and not being sober and stuff like that. If you had to give like a message to somebody, and I don't want to make this into like a Debbie Downer podcast, but I think it's a very 100%. important message to for you to get across to people, especially in, in a position that you're in now. How do people avoid that? How do people avoid getting sucked into the addiction, especially in, in, in professional wrestling, in terms of the pain pills, in terms of the alcohol abuse? Is there a way around it in the independence? There is. There is,
3: 100%, because I did it for a couple of years, you know, coming back to the independence. And uh, don't go to the after parties is a big one. You know, a lot of times there's after parties and and the promoter with the with the with uh, the sponsors and... Usually, you're the fly-in, so they want you to come and hang out with the sponsors and mingle. And if I do, man, uh, I'm I'm in and out, 100%. Like, I'm in, I say, what's up, yada, yada, yada. And then I'm back to my hotel. And I just, you, you just avoid avoid it uh, if you can. Avoid it. If you can't, make right decisions. Now, I'm not saying, like, everybody, you know, has problems like I did. Not everybody does. But for me, the best way is just to avoid being in bad situations if I can. The best way.
2: Yeah, I feel like that goes across in all walks of life. A
3: hundred percent, man. Like I don't, I try not to put myself in bad situations. Sometimes I do, but you know, but uh, I try not to, man. Is the best way to put it. So, uh, we talk- Jets did yesterday. Yeah, boy, I was sweating, brother. I was sweating watching that. I was so mad. I'm like, if we lose to an 0 and 11 team, I'm like, and, and we just moved to Vegas. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, another reason to go to Vegas. Hell yeah, I love Las Vegas, love it. And I'm like, man, dude, we're not really uh, doing very well right now. <laughs> we, if we would have lost you guys, we would have been gone in the wild card. Like we would have just been done with our season. Like there would have been no reason to Absolutely. continue. But we're now we're hanging on. We're hanging, you're there, we're hanging. We're hanging on. Yeah, you're. you're no. not, it's not happening.
1: Sorry, bud. Oh, I'm oh. a dolphin. I'm a Dolphins fan. We're I'm riding high, baby. We're good. We'll see oh. you in a couple
3: oh. weeks. Oh. oh. Fuck oh, me then. I hope, right. you're,
1: you're yeah. <laughs> I hope you're ready for two a time, baby. It's been a long time since I could talk shit as a Dolphins fan, so this is fun. That's for damn sure. That is for damn sure. Easy enjoy there. White Lass. Yeah, enjoy Chucky, okay? It keep right. keeps his fucking face mask on on the sidewalk sidewalk sidelines jesus
7: we're on the line with uh
1: sledge the metalhead maniac at sledge 805 on the twitter machine uh tell us a little bit about coffee with sledge it's your twitch tv thing that you do you just had josh woods on last week fresh off of his uh huge win some say an upset win over Jay lethal Uh, i don't say it's upset anyway josh is so
3: good so good
1: He's all look. Ring of Honor does an amazing job, and I talked about it last week showcasing these talents with these new vignettes that they've been doing. Yeah. Kind of reacclimating the old fans and getting the new people, the new fans used to uh, it's educating, it's unbelievable. We're it's, ed- educating, it's such a We're- simple concept, it's remarkable that other promotions don't do it. Uh, LSG. Great friend of the show. His match was, first of all, his vignette package was awesome. His match Great. with Jay Lethal, he got screwed by the judges. Uh, and I know you say he used a rope break early, went to the top.
3: Rope. No, I agree, 100%. I tweeted out. I said, LSG got screwed,
1: 100%. And, uh, yeah, they're just crushing it uh, over at Ring of Honor. I don't know. Oh, Josh Woods, coffee with uh, Sledge. Tell us a little bit about that.
3: It was something, man, that uh, I just started during a pandemic. And that was it. It was something to learn how to talk, learn how to do these, do the podcasts. And cause I get asked all the time to do these podcasts. a lot of the times when you're doing podcasts and you guys know as podcasters, you say, um, and, and like a lot. And you're just like, uh, you know, so it was just one of those things where it was something where I can learn learn how to talk better. Um, also with a lot of podcasts, which I love about you guys, is you guys are educated. You're
0: not asking me, so, what got you into professional wrestling?
1: <laughs> you you would hope, trust me. We we were there once. <laughs>
0: right. Why do that? I mean, it'll help you feel comfortable. <laughs>
3: you know what I'm saying? But you guys do your research on your guests, and it makes life so much easier for the guests to come on when you do a little bit of research behind them. Even if it's like, even if it's wrong just a tiny bit, and you're still in the ballpark. The guest feels a lot better about that. And a buddy of mine who does another amazing po- uh, Twitch show called Zicky Dice. It's at Zicky Dice TV. Oh,
1: geez. Top five Outland- guests. Outlandish. outlandish.
3: Outlandish. Um, the, re-
2: the recently married Zicky Dice.
3: The recently married Zicky Dice. Me and Zicky have been up and down the road together. We have been all over the place together. That guy is my road dog through and through. And he told me, I started on my Instagram. And he goes, dude, you got to do this on Twitch. you got to do it on Twitch. You know, and I said, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do Twitch. Like, what is this Twitch? And I talked to Marty the Moth. Marty the Moth is a good buddy of mine. And we just kind of worked it out. And then I got a producer Ooh, out of nowhere. Nice. And a stream talking to him. And then we he produces
2: my show. And off to the races we go. So now we're... <laughs> Is that why we're looking at you uh, in front of this very nice little green screen here? That's exactly why you're looking at me. A very nice
3: green screen. Yes. With nice, proper lighting. Yes. Perfect. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, I'm in my my office. Uh, My office is pretty badass. I love my office. Love it. Um, You know, uh, I don't know if you guys want to see my office, the tour of my office, but my office is pretty awesome. Um, I got to build it myself, which is great. Um, I got a 70-inch flat screen looking at me, which is fantastic um but yeah man it's I'll, just so
0: good i would love to see your office you want to see my office here we yeah, go cool. I'll, I'll show you my office here we
3: go so here i am right hello so right behind me is we have nightmare on elm street all right and Steve, right we got a little bit of the the sound pattern brother Nice. you know and then we got all wrestling posters
0: nice very
3: nice that i've been on 100 so and i'm a huge nightmare on elm street fan and a huge horror fan so I got that and then uh I got more stuff over here. Uh, I'm turning that closet right there into a sound booth. Nice yeah, for music. And then there's my there's a 70-inch TV sitting flat screen, all piped in, nice, and then my massage chair. So yeah, this is uh this is my my uh home away from home, I guess would be the best way to put it. So
1: and that's uh, twitch.tv backslash sledge uh eight oh five if you want to check keep, out
3: keep it easy for everybody sledge eight oh five on everything twitch snapchat twitter instagram facebook MySpace. space high
1: nice five. universal I like that grinder do it get it son yeah
3: uh, I don't know about grinder <laughs> but
1: okay
5: <laughs> all
1: right so lime wire
3: metal the metal head yeah, maniac
1: <laughs> as a fellow metalhead let's go metalhead maniac uh, who's on your Mount Rushmore of metal bands?
3: Oh, shit. I get this question all the time, dude. It's always, I always go, man, I have to pick four? Okay, Dickinson um, Dickinson, or
1: Halford? Halford.
3: Halford or Dio? Dio.
1: Dio. Dio's the best.
3: Dude, I love Dio. Dio is just, Dio's the man. 100% the man. Would you, okay.
1: see, would you see the hologram Dio concert? Like live. Yes. I would too. I'd have to say.
4: 100%. If that's a thing. It's a thing.
1: Like I'm down. 100%. I think they, I think they did it in Europe. Uh, his wife set it up where they did uh, like they had like a full band and then just a hologram of him that they pulled from all the years of him doing his songs, singing along as the
3: band played. Yeah. I I would love it. You got If that. you
1: YouTube the video, it's fucking
3: unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I, I, will, I will do that when we get off here. <laughs> I won't do it while I'm doing while I'm right here. I, mean, I could, but you know. yeah, we don't care. Wouldn't it be the worst <laughs> interview we ever had. Well, wow, fuck, I don't know how, how much time we got here, but brother, you look like you're in like a uh, SW. You look like you're in like a fucking movie room.
0: Like what the hell? Me? Yeah, you. Yeah, this is uh, this is uh, actually my that's basement. The, so that's you know, the studio. Well, yeah this this is the studio. I've got the couch behind me up on a on a riser that I've yeah. At. I've got monitors. I mean, you could see one over there. So whatever's on the TV in front of me. You could see on those monitors, massage couch by the way, Fuck and man. this is the sixty-five inch TV. Oh, in uh, get on, 50
4: on 50. my level, brother! Jeez.
3: <laughs> you guys haven't even seen my. You haven't seen. Like, I don't know. It's weird. I'm, I love big TVs. I mean, I'm, I'm weird. I don't know how uh, we lived without them for so long. I have seventy in my office, and I have eighty-six in my living room. Eighty-six. Insanity. I have eighty-six What's in my living insane? room.
0: So the people on the TV screen are as big as you are standing next to the TV then.
3: That's right. Yeah. Ring of God. honor. looks Ring of honor looks great on it.
0: I could imagine.
3: Oh, fantastic. It's the only wrestling <laughs> I, I watch besides that in New Japan. That's right.
2: And I have, a, I watch it. All, I watch a uh, ring of honor on my VCR TV combo. Uh, <laughs> 13, 13 inch. 13 inch right on top of uh, eye level got- with my loft twin bed loft. Got to get the, got to get the tracking, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> rabbit ears on there for fun.
3: <laughs> That's all. Oh, man. What is it? What is it? Uh, red, yellow, white.
2: <laughs> yeah. Audio, <laughs> vi- audio video. Audio video. <laughs> I plug my N64 in there. I'm good to go. Brother, dude,
3: N64, let's talk about it. Let's do it. Oh. A little
2: 007.
3: Oh, mm. I fucking suck
1: at those games. Anything, a shooter game, I just run into the wall, and then people kill me. I suck at those.
3: Uh, yeah, I remember 1080. 1080, the snowboarding 1080 game. Snowboarding. Oh, I was, dude, I was all over it.
2: All that, may that, have been one, that and wave race may have been like my two like like the the jet ski game and, and uh, 1080 snowboarding were like my two favorite recreational games. <laughs> NFL gonna... Blitz, oh. oh, Blitz hits the, for the hockey, oh, ah, dude, about talk
3: about it. All right, all right. Where, where do we go? I don't know where we're going. Well, we don't know. We're trying to grab a rest hold here. No, where we're we all over
1: the place. This is usually how our, our interviews go. Uh, I love it, man. This
3: is this is. It's like I'm at home. We're just sitting here talking BS and hey, where you going,
1: man? He's out. He said
3: he's done I, with it. He's like, I gotta go check, I gotta go check the tracking. He's like, I ain't dealing um, with this Raiders fan no more. Yeah, that's right. I'm out of here. Well, right
0: for here. real, the Jets are 0-12 now. Yeah, they yeah. suck. Uh, Kevin sucks. <laughs> they're, the, they're the worst
3: team in the NFL. It was funny because they were on NFL today. And like one of the guys, I don't remember who it was. It was like Michael Irving or something like that was like, yep, they're the worst team. They're officially the worst team in the NFL. And I was like, damn,
0: that's snug. Oh, brother.
1: They really are. They're terrible. Um, The Ring of Honor restart has been excellent. Sledge, you've been awesome tonight. Um, Before we let you go, because we do have Mm -hmm. another guest calling in and joining us. That's Um, ridiculous. We're full we try and give everybody the rub. It's sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh you'll probably tell people this was the worst podcast you've ever done. But ever. that's we live up to we have to live up to that hype. That's how we we do our thing here. I don't know. Someone cut me off. I'm just fucking. Right. Fuck.
0: Do me a favor. Wait, what the? Fu- what? what, what so you said you had a question or something? Like what the? Fu- I'm sitting there holding on for the fucking question. No, does know. I've been do. doing this for nine years. He still doesn't know. I do. Final.
1: Uh, final battle. Twenty twenty. We have six matches announced. Yep. Uh, what are you most excited for? We got Roosh Brody King. Uh, John Gresham's doing double duties, defending the pure title against Flip. And then he's defending his tag titles with Jay Lethal against Mark and PCO, which it's is fucking pull- nuts. Jesus. I, I was really thinking I was going back to Free Enterprise. I thought Mark was going to pull Danny Moff because him and Cobb won tag title shots at Free Enterprise. Uh, but I'll take PCO because that's fucking crazy town, USA. Uh, Shane Taylor and company, the, the Soldiers of sav- Savagery, taking on uh, Flamita, Ray Oris, and uh, Bandito. Dragon mm-hmm. Lee is going to do uh, defend his TV title against one of the four men who also will do double duty in LSG, Dak Draper, Tony Deppen, And holy shit, I have it in my notes. Oh, my God. Why am I forgetting the last person? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I got it right here.
0: No, that's... LSG's going to win. Come that's on. That's New Japan.
1: Uh, but, but Josh Woods, holy shit, Josh, hell, Woods. Josh Woods. Um, so final battle shaping up to be an unbelievable show. Uh, what are you looking forward to most? And uh, maybe Sledge, uh, Sledge peeks his little head out. Are we gonna see a little sledge action.
3: Uh, you never know where I'm gonna pop up, bud. <laughs> you know, you never know where I'm gonna pop up. Um, Brody King has been on a terror since he's been back, I mean, a terror. I yep. mean he I mean he beat Dalton. Then he that that slobber knocker was Shane Taylor last week. I awesome. mean come on. That was pure just hard-hitting action. And now him and Roosh, oof. You know, then you got Jay Briscoe, you got Jay Briscoe versus uh EC3. You know, EC three. You know, EC3 coming out of nowhere, trying to control the narrative, you know, trying to find out if honor is real. If you saw Jay Briscoe, didn't shake his hand. Does that show him that honor's real?
1: I don't know. Chicken don't seem happy with him though.
3: Chicken don't seem happy, man. <laughs> chicken don't seem happy. But chicken and PCO, you know, versus lethal and Gresham. I I don't I don't even know where that one goes. Anyway, shape and form. I mean PCO is just PCO's uh, he's not human.
1: No, no, not even close. Neither is chicken.
3: That's also <laughs> a
1: good point. something in that water down there in Delaware.
3: Brother, <laughs> I gotta give you some of that water. Um, but yeah, I'll hey, drink a gallon of it, though. I'll drink a whole gallon of it, it's gonna make me better 100%. Um, <laughs> those guys are just the whole card for final battle is shaping up to be is Ring of Honor is coming to close out the year big. Yeah, you are. know, we, we we just came back, we're getting ready to close out the year, and what better way to close out the year than a just a fire pay per view? Best way to put it, a fire pay per view.
1: I'm all in yeah. December 18th.
3: R-way you wrestling. never know where com. I'm
0: gonna pop up. You
3: I, never know, man. Just, just, just hang on, hang on, guys. Just Hang on, because sooner or later I'm gonna pop up on your TV screen, and you won't believe what the fuck you see. I love That's the it. Best way to put
1: it. Well, Sludge, I, I hope do. you pop up back on on the podcast because this was a lot of fun, and and I think we could just have you on any time just to hang and bang and bullshit and uh, and have a good Let's time. Let's talk wrestling.
3: Let's do that. Let's talk more wrestling. I like that. They Let's that. not talk the Jets because no one likes to talk yeah, about the, talk jets. the Jets.
2: No. Nobody
1: likes that. Uh, at sledge sense. 805 across all your social media platforms. Sledge anything before we let you go. You want to tell the fans, brother?
3: Uh just remember guys, 100%, you know, right now we're in a we're in a pandemic and there's no way around it. And COVID-19, if you guys have paid attention to the news, uh, COVID-19. I'm not getting political in any way shape or form because I don't do that. Suicide rate has skyrocketed since COVID-19. Yep. I've lost a lot of friends because of it just because of depression people losing their jobs people losing their their businesses so on and so forth just remember guys that, that that's not the way to go there's always somebody out there to help you a hundred percent there's always somebody out there to help or help you and there's another avenue you know i understand better than anybody that everybody has demons everybody has problems but if you can wake up and take a breath of fresh air every single day figure out what you're going to do for those 24 hours hundred percent you should only get 24 hours in a day and your bad day somebody would trade in because their day is 10 times worse just remember that hundred percent truth
1: sludge thank you so much yeah. man we'll be in touch I'd love to do this
3: again let's do it guys um, let's let's do it not during football season uh- <laughs>
1: Okay, so at the end of December, we'll reach out to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sounds good. All right, guys. Have a
3: good one. Peace. Be good, Sledge. Thank you, brother. There, Sledge. Please.
1: Give him a follow at Sledge eight hundred five across all social media platforms. And we're going from one to the other because we got the the wonderfully talented Gabby Ortiz joining us momentarily. We're queuing her up. She's sideways. Hi, Gabby. How are you?
7: Hi. Am I supposed to be this way or this way?
1: Uh, that way.
7: This way's good. Cool. Hey. How are you? Good, how are you? <laughs> Good.
1: Thank you for joining us tonight, right ahead of Synergy Wrestling's uh Women's Garden State Invitational, which takes place this Saturday night, uh on IWTV. And you have drawn Willow Nightingale in the first round. Um, with Casey Catal winning the title a couple weeks ago against T J. Crawford, uh, is it safe to assume that whoever wins this is gonna get first crack at Casey?
7: I would assume so, yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: And how do you feel about your chances in said tournament?
7: I feel good about my chances. Um, I've been working a lot, actually. Weirdly enough, um, as opposed to you know what my other workers might be dealing with right now, I've I've been pretty lucky, uh, and I've I'm in the best shape I've ever been in. And uh, I faced Willow a couple months ago um, at uh, at the Elvac Lehigh Valley, and she beat me, but I don't think that's going to be the case this time. I think I've been right. Re- I think I've been working a little bit more than she has Ooh. not to say anything, but, um, I've been working out. I've been wrestling a lot. I've been training a lot. I feel very confident in my ability more so than I even think I would have a couple months ago. Oh, so do
2: you think, do you think that, that because you've been busier and because you've worked more that, I mean, clearly anyone would think that that's an advantage, but maybe she's a little more w- well-rested or what's the deal? How do you, how do you uh, interpret that?
7: I don't think that that's true with wrestling. I think you have to like, you get ring rest when you don't work. You know, I don't, and I don't have that right now. <laughs> like I <don't>, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I not rusty. Like I've been, I've been working. And I mean, Willow has wrestled this year. She yeah, has right. She did the collective uh, and she obviously wrestled me in the summer. So it's not to say she hasn't done it. She's been working plenty, but I've been working more. So,
1: you you mentioned ring rust and that it's real. How did you prevent yourself from getting ring rust when when this all came down the pike uh, in March when they said you know don't leave your house? Guess what? You're stuck inside with LSG. So,
7: have fun. <laughs> I mean, that's how it. Ha- that's how I did it because I was because <laughs> I was with LSG. Otherwise, I think I would have. I'm, like... so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh he put me through it and like we we, uh worked out in his dad's garage a lot I mean like every day we were there and like there's no oh we have to leave because the gym is closing it was like we would just be in there like for hours and hours um doing all different kinds of stuff so I learned a lot of different of new different workouts and really trying to utilize the space that you have in that time because the gyms in Philly are closed again so you know now I have um I have more knowledge of how to like utilize the space and what I have to, to really get a good workout in.
1: Gotta do that. You gotta hit that DDP yoga.
7: You know, I have DDP. I got like the first, um, when it first came out, like the DVDs and like the calendar, the big calendar you get with it. Like I, I have that. (laughs) So, (laughs) so I need to utilize it a little bit more. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. Get it. It's good that we do. Tony does it. Tony used to look like uncle Fester and now I look like <laughs> uncle Fester and Tony looks like a svelte young man. Um, you talk about uh, your story. Getting into professional wrestling is unique. Uh, at least I think it is because you grew up in a family of brothers and they all watch wrestling and you watch wrestling and you didn't make the decision until you were at a Seth Rollins meet and greet. Um, uh, first
7: off, congratulations to seth rollins he's he's officially a dad now which is crazy um him and becky lynch that's right becky just gave birth a couple hours ago i think um we actually just we actually just
2: had her on the podcast they gave birth on the air right before you on the shot
7: what am i even doing here how do i even follow that up
1: it was not look i'm gonna tell you seth did the thing with the belt? You know how he swung the belt? He took the umbilical he did that with cord. A baby? He did it with the umbilical cord. No baby. No baby. But he cut the umbilical cord and then he was like doing this, and we we're like, Seth, we gotta go, bro. That's a wrap. That's creepy." And we're like, oh "How? G-
2: how can we top this?" And we're like, "You know what, Gabby." I
7: mean- <laughs> I'm in my pajamas. My shirt's a little, <laughs> um, but I'm like, literally like you're seeing bedtime Gabby right now. Like I got home from the gym and I was like, shit, I have a pot?" Oh, I'm sorry.
1: No, no. We <laughs> curse like, all the oh, time. You're fine.
7: Okay, okay. I was like, oh my God, I have a podcast. At I was like, they're not getting the full fantasy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, the,
1: full fa- fan- <laughs> we're ju- the full fantasy. We have a woman on the <laughs> podcast. We're just happy with that. <laughs>
0: Actually, my fantasy is looking at Kevin with his uh green and white Zubaz and his uh Jets sweatshirt. So Fantasy Do You football? have your for
7: fantasy for Good.
1: <laughs> okay. I mean, and you heard uh, you you've heard us have talked to LSG before on the show. So we you know yeah. what our fantasies are. So you don't have
7: any <laughs> Fair enough. Great. Okay, I feel much better about now, that.
1: Gabby, <laughs> I got to break something up cuz we talked about it with 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 Eric Watts here. Uh, you're a big fan of this little shithead Yoda-looking thing. Who's he's eating eggs? He's being a little dick. Is he still a little dick, Tony? Talk to me, because Tony, I don't watch The Mandalorian, but I know he's a little dick. He's eating eggs.
7: He's being a little dick. It's a, he has to eat. What do you mean? Like, have a sandwich. Like... Make
0: a peanut butter and jelly. I don't have that in the. <laughs> you, Star know, you know Wars what? It universe. is funny
7: because in that episode, he like. The Mandalorian gave him like a little lunch box, like eat food that was like prepared for him, and he still wanted to eat those eggs. I don't know what to tell you. Does he still be in a heel? Yes.
0: Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Not only did he eat eggs, when he went back, where did he go to, Tatooine to go visit with, uh, with what's her name? Um,
7: with Cara Dune or with, um, yeah. Oh, know. no, no, no. Was it Amy Sedaris's character?
0: No, yeah. Well, he went, ba- no, he went back to meet with, um, with, uh, with, uh, um, Apollo Creed and Gina Carano. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: they left Grogu in a school and he's sitting at the table and he <laughs> He wanted the kids' cookies and the kid's like, No, and the son of a bitch did the Jedi mind trick to steal the cookies. <laughs>
7: slob Yeah, he did. Um, I mean if I had those powers, I'd probably do that too.
2: What is, well. what is- what so is, she, is I, eating I, eggs a bad thing? We eat eggs all the time. How is this okay, okay?
7: Okay, it's a bad thing because it was this frog lady, it was her eggs. She was like incubating them in this, like, in this backpack, like with fluid in them. Oh, hey, well, that's her last... first
2: problem. Don't put your listen. kids in a backpack.
7: No, no listen, well, they were, no, they no, were no, just no, so and but they were the last of that bloodline of species. So these were the last of like those eggs that were ever going to exist. And baby, it was just like stacking on them like gushers. <laughs> what you that little bitch.
2: Take care, of y'all, chicken
7: That's true. I mean, she took her eyes off of him, so that was her first. Yeah, yeah that was like her a... second. Her second issue.
2: Sounds like a sounds like a lot of parents I see at Walmart.
7: <laughs> <laughs> what
0: What'd you think of the big story? Now he's uh, he he went and he found out all about his powers, and and now the Mandalorian's got a problem on his hands.
7: Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a ship. Um... And uh, the baby, Grogu, is like locked up.
6: They it's crazy.
7: Yeah. They took him. They straight They straight napped him. I was like, what? <laughs> Yo, it was
0: like dark stormtroopers. They came down they like rockets. Sick. They grabbed him and right back up to the ship. And he tried doing power to get himself free. He was making stormtroopers fly around the ship, knocking them into each other. But he gets tired because he's little. So he had to take a nap. He couldn't beat him up anymore.
7: He was interested in that in that saber that um, that Moff Gideon had though, like that dark saber. Like he was like, I want that, but he's too sleepy, so he couldn't
1: get it. So Gabby, you said if you had the the Jedi forces, you would
7: steal cookies. I don't think I'd have to. Yeah, I don't think I'd have to actually utilize the the um, the Jedi force. I could just ask for them. I think I would just. I think they would just be given to me. You will give me cookies. <laughs> I mean, I think it'd be cool if I could
0: just sit
1: in the kitchen, in the living room, and then from the kitchen, I just point, and then food comes to me.
2: Food comes, yeah. Because then I would never so get the... up. I mean, are we that lazy as a society <laughs> where we have to use Jedi stuff for, cook- for cookies?
7: I don't. Necessarily... I mean, if why not? <laughs> yeah, I don't necessarily
1: see it as lazy. You have the power. Why? Why get up? Why do you have to wait for a commercial break? You want a snack? Just grab it while you're watching whatever. Do
7: you guys watch Umbrella Academy at all?
1: My wife watched all the Umbrella Academies, and then the girl turned into a boy, right? Now that's a boy?
7: Oh my god. Yeah, she used, she used
2: the Jedi powers to turn her into no, a boy. No,
7: he's transgender. His name's Elliot Page. Uh, anyway, not the point I was saying, but yep. the but characters in the show have hella powers, and like They never use them like when they when they should. It drives me bananas. So I think in in the case of like, would I get food from my kitchen if I was sitting in my living room with the. Yeah, I would. I would use the force.
1: Here's another. It makes
7: me so pissed when people have powers and don't use them for shit like that.
1: If, If you could choose your own power, what would it be?
7: Teleportation. 100%. That would be cool so not
2: not flying you would just want to get there faster
7: yeah if you fly bugs on your face like no thank you i'm it's good, kind of good point. You i have wear... a really i have a really good skincare routine i'm not trying to mess that up mm,
1: yeah. <laughs> i mean if you did fly you could control the speed or you could wear one of those masks
7: i look pretty though no i want to teleport my mind is met. My mind is made up. I'm teleporting. I'm not trying to, you
4: to change your mind. I
7: was just curious. <laughs> I know you're trying to like what? give me the like, pros and cons, but teleportation.
4: You know
0: who used to piss me off who couldn't who didn't use his powers all the time? Frylock, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. He could have ended half the episodes just by shooting people with his laser eyes, and he never did. He
7: doesn't. You're right. You forget you know, about I, it because he never does it. Because he never does it. You're so right. I had laser like eyes. I maybe he, just,
2: years. maybe he just wants to watch Shake self destruct. <laughs> maybe he's looking after the best interest of Meatwad.
0: <laughs>
2: maybe not everyone's gotta blow shit up in front of the little meat the little meatball.
0: Yeah, but come meatball. on. He used to, the Moonanites take a lot of advantage of Meatwad. That poor little ball of meat. I love Meatwad. <laughs> yeah,
2: but what Frylock is Frylock knew where the line was,
1: <laughs> so if he needed to use his powers, he could he could zap him. That's right.
0: Did you also know Frylock can make ice come out of his eyes, too?
1: I can make ice come out of my eyes, too. Doing it right now. (laughs) It'll be a while, but it'll happen. Uh, Gabby. This is a wrestling podcast. You are a professional wrestler, <laughs> um, so back to the Seth Rollins baby thing, and now you became a wrestler because he had a baby. No, that's doesn't make it.
2: no. Me, and, me. and Frylock and Star, yeah, and that's why she's a wrestler. The little Yoda
1: looking thing. What is? Hold on. Before we move, we're going to talk to Gabby about wrestling in her career, and she's had a a very uh, successful career, and it hasn't even begun. She's only like a couple years in the game, but. What is the what is the little thing Yoda? What is it? Is it the Mandalorian? Grogu. What
0: his name is Grogu. Grogu. He's a Jedi, and they and um, who who's Rosario Dawson's character? Asa something
7: or other. I never know how to pronounce it. So Don't okay. Say, yeah. So.
0: He, the Mandalorian found her as a Jedi because they were supposed to, t- he was supposed to take uh, Grogu to a Jedi and she did the mind meld with him. So she was able to read his thoughts. She found out his name, found out where he was trained, what happened to him that they, that they sent him into hiding. So his power started to, to diminish. You got this whole storyline, like kicked into high gear, just from talking to a Jedi for 10 minutes. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Stuff. But he, do-
1: he doesn't talk.
0: He no. cooed. he's like yeah you know he he's does a like, baby yeah he's not a baby he eats eggs he's, well, he's like, like 50 but he's still a baby 50 a baby yoda lifted me In- 900 dude first all right
5: uh
1: <laughs> all right moving on so anyway gabby you went to uh meet and greet with seth rollins and what about that situation made you decide to go check out the monster factory
7: uh so I just was in line with people and I was looking around I dressed up I like made myself like really nice <laughs> and, like I did my makeup because I was taking a picture with him so I was like I have to look nice and I was looking around and I was like I just feel like different and I feel like I've been performing my entire life and I was like why am I holding myself back because I'm too small to wrestle like that's what I was and I had before I had met Seth Rollins, I was thinking about it. I'm like, nah, no, I'm too little. Like, I'm not athletic. Like, there's no way I can do it. But then meeting him, like, I had this aha moment where I was like, wait, no, no, I think this is for me. I think professional wrestling is is the path I need to take with my life because I was pretty directionless at this point in my life. I had really nothing going on. Um, my band had all went to college, so they were all out of state, so we weren't playing music anymore. I wasn't acting. I was just working at a hair salon and a nightclub so um I was like I need something and I love professional wrestling and I need to stop thinking I'm too small to do it I'm just going to look up the closest professional wrestling school to where I am right now (laughs) and I was in 40 New Jersey and the Monster Factory came right up and uh then I looked up ones in Philly and the one in Philly is called Chikara and I decided not to go there and I'm very happy about that decision (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: worked out okay neither, that's that's neither here nor there <laughs> and
7: um right. yeah that's then i went to then i went to the monster factory that's how i started
2: all right so you, you just said something that was kind of intriguing to me you said you were kind of directionless you weren't an athlete yet you be, decided to, to to try a sport that is arguably the hardest to do athletically so what was that like for you from someone who admittedly just said i wasn't an athlete how long did that take for you to, to become one?
7: Uh, a while. Uh, Danny Cage, the owner of the Monster Factory, like flat out almost refused to give me any matches because he was just like, "You're, you, you're not." <laughs> like uh he was <laughs> gonna put me in this like he never outwardly said that but like i'm not stupid you know what i mean like I, I knew what he was thinking, i just knew it yeah um so i was about to be put in like a backstage interviewer uh, announcer type role which i was pretty solid at i wasn't you know i was good at it but that's not what i wanted to do and um it wasn't danny that was the first person to be like she can wrestle it was the owner of Stardom in Japan that saw me at a tryout and was like, I want to, like, train her and give her a shot. So I would say, like, when I really started to feel like an athlete-athlete was when I was in Japan, which is, like, insane. I had had, like, three or four matches here in America, but, like, no one really could see my potential the way that I thought – the way that I could even see my own potential. But then um, the people at Stardom took an interest in me, and when they were able – to see my potential, I was able to really like hone it and become the athlete that I am today.
1: I, I want to ask you about stardom, but you also said before your band, everyone went to college. I got to know about your, what was your band?
7: <laughs> uh, my band, we were called the gas Skill jumpers, which there's a story behind that. I don't even want to get into it. Uh, we had a little rehearsal space on South street in Philly, uh, which is a pretty, like, it's a pretty cool little spot. Um, little area in South Street where there's like a couple of cool music venues and there's a guy of good food spots and we had a rehearsal space there and we played a bunch of shows around Philly um basically all throughout high school
1: What uh what kind of music and what did you play in the band?
7: I was a rhythm guitarist and lead vocalist and we basically played alternative rock music.
1: That is awesome. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh sorry i had to ask because we just had sledge on from ring of honor and he's the metal headed maniac so we we're talking music so it all ties together um
7: <laughs>
1: stardom what's the culture shock like for for a girl from from south jersey philadelphia and then she ends up in japan are you eating the raw horse or are you doing the weird shit oh no, my god no no raw I horse ate some weird... no raw horse
7: i had raw eel so that's, all right.
1: is it like sushi it it's kind
7: of like sushi right yeah it's just it's basically just sushi um it's just like gross sushi uh i hated it uh the culture <laughs> shock was like actually it was quite nice because like i'm always so used to because being from philly like i was always taking the subway to work always on the bus to go to work on a bike like on just you know what i mean like i i and you have to like be on the defense all the time like no matter what you're doing you have to be ready to like, to like, post up with somebody. <laughs> like, cause there's always somebody who has an attitude. There's always someone that's gonna bump into you. There's always someone that's gonna say some shit to you. It's annoying. And you're constantly on the defense there and you're constantly like tense. But in Japan, I felt like I could like, <sighs> like, be relaxed because no one was, no one bothers you when you're like out in public. You're just like able to do your own thing, go about your own way. You bump into someone, it's not even a thing. It's like, excuse me, whatever. And then you move on with your life. It was just so freaking nice to just kind of be around a society of people that weren't always trying to fight you,
1: right? Of course, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you weren't the only. Uh, I'm gonna sound like a real Mark here. You weren't the only guy Jin over there, were you?
7: No, um, it was me, uh, Zaya Brookside, Shanna, uh, Piper, Viper, Niven, uh, and Tony Storm.
1: What the, what a crew. I know
7: you're telling me, (laughs) Oh my God.
1: (laughs) And what was it like for you? You said three, four matches before you got the opportunity to go over to Japan and work for stardom. What was it like in front of that crowd and, and how different was it being in front of the Japanese crowd versus the American crowd?
7: I wasn't really even too familiar with the, with the American crowd, to be honest with you. I mean, like I had sat ringside doing timekeeping for matches, but, um, I also at that time felt like an audience member still, so uh, being in front of the Japanese crowd, everyone was saying, "Oh, it's so different! It was so different!" I didn't, um, I didn't really know. I didn't have a measuring stick for that. You know what I mean? Like, right. but now coming back home and like seeing how much more rowdy and personable the fans are here, the fans are like, they're they're just way more personable and. Uh, Japanese fans are not there like very much, we're fans, we're here to be a fan and buy your merch and clap when you do something cool in the ring. Whereas American fans, you know, they're a little they're a little bit more friendly. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. Yeah. How I was <laughs> just going to say. <laughs> as, as,
2: soon, as, soon, as soon as your match is done, they're waiting. They're just like looking around like, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Let's, uh, let's yeah. talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> <Yeah>.
7: <laughs> so it is pros and cons to that for sure
1: (laughs) what is your uh what's your favorite uh, moment from being in japan
7: um this it's it's a when i used to tell this story it used to be a very happy story for me but now it's kind of like a kind of a sucky story and kind of sad but uh when i had my first singles match there because i did a lot of tag wrestling there it was with hannah kimura and she like told me she was like Gabby we have a match together and I was like oh, what we do and she was like yeah I'm so honored to have this match with you her English was really good and um she said and, and and she was just I'm honored to have this match with you I was like you're out with me girl are you kidding me I wanted to like smack across the head I was like do you know who you are wow. and um we had one of my favorite matches of all time I mean that was another aha moment for me. I was like, I can really hold my own in this ring going up against this girl and like having a really solid match with her. And, uh, I mean, I've said this before she left us that that's my favorite match. I mean, it's not something that I'm just saying because you know, um, and that's a really, that was a really special moment for me and even more so now.
1: So you got this opportunity to work stardom and then you come back stateside and it just seems like it took off for you from there. Uh, Wildcat Sports and Entertainment with Luke Hawks, Ring of Honor, Chikara, H2O, um, WrestlePro, Monster Factory. I mean, I don't know if there's any place on the East Coast where you have not uh, gotten the opportunity to showcase <laughs> your talents, but what's that whole experience like? Because once you go to <laughs> Japan and you said to yourself, you hone your skills, you come back, and you are locked in, and it's go time for Gabby. Uh,
7: yeah, I mean, I felt a lot of pressure for it to be go time. Cause like when I got home, I was like, I'm tired. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I wanted to like chill for a little bit, but I immediately came home and had bookings already lined up for like, you know, I, I felt so bad. Cause like my family, I think they thought when I was coming back home, it was me coming back home to like be home. And that wasn't the case. I was like wrestling basically every, every weekend. when I got back and, um, and then I got hurt for a while and then they were able to have me. And then they were like, when are you wrestling again? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and that's such a and Matt brought up a good point in terms of going there at, at kind of at such a really young age and then and then coming back uh, and, and working independence. Uh, what were your expect? Did you have higher expectations coming back from Japan? Did you think that you were going to all of a sudden, like be thrust into superstardom because hey, I work Japan. People sometimes don't ever get to work Japan. What were your expectations coming back? Uh, uh from from that stardom run.
7: I have a fantastic answer for you, and that's LSG keeps me humble. <laughs> it keeps me very humble. He's that's like don't e-, he's like, Don't expect anything. And I was like, Okay. So I really I just was like what I'm happy to be here. That's how I felt about it. I did not expect a contract from any place. I didn't expect um I didn't expect any type of tryout with anybody. I mean I ended up getting a WWE tryout, which right. so is really cool. A couple, maybe like a year and a half later. Um but I, he basically laid it out for me. He's like, yeah, you went to Japan, but you're still basically brand new. He's like, you still have a lot of work to do in the states, and I was like, okay, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> so,
1: so I'm not gonna lie. Sounds, but, sounds like he's a little jealous. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Uh, yeah, but
7: it's no, it's... <laughs> no. no. <laughs> he's very supportive. He keeps he's real with me. I mean, he keeps yeah. it honest, and I appreciate that. I'd rather that than someone blowing blow smoke up my ass.
2: And I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. That's just the way it is. Like yeah like that's just how wrestling works so it's and like I'll go ahead i'll
7: say like the biggest shock i'm sorry um the biggest not shock because i knew how it was going to be but when you're in stardom like you, everything is taken care of for you like your your um promos pictures are taking care of you when you get to do promos like speaking promos that's taken care of for you and filmed for you um your food is taken care of for you uh there's catering at all the shows and your travels taken care of for taken care of for you, so you're basically like like pop stars getting like yeah. toured around every When you're here, it's like, and in the Andes, it's you know, it's you're on your own. So that was a that was an adjustment.
2: L- last one for me. Um, was there ever a possibility of you staying there? No, no, that was never going to happen.
7: I'm not, I'm not Masha Slamovich. <laughs> she, she, she just, stay, this girl just stayed there. Um, no, I had to come back home. I love my dad too much. I love my boyfriend too much. I, I wanted to be back home, but as the, after the pandemic, the possibility is there to go back. So
2: awesome.
1: That'd be exciting. We would love to see you go back to stardom you or
2: too. Japan,
1: just Japan in general. Cause that's an awesome opportunity mm-hmm. for you. But this Saturday synergy wrestling. Yep. You got uh, Willow in the first round. Now, if, oh, if, yeah. and when this is my prediction, you make it past her. All right. If you had I to choose, have... Ho- Holliday or um, uh, Ripley Shepard in the uh, semifinals, who would you rather face?
7: Riley Shepard, because uh, I have beaten her before. I've never beaten holidayed
1: <laughs> And holiday's so a little. She's a little weird. She's a little off. She did like a promo a where she's licking a knife before I saw it. It's weird, bro. It's weird stuff. I'm not into it.
7: I, I like Holly Dead, but I don't want to wrestle her. Sure. Like I'd have like
1: a I'd like have like a drink with her, but I don't want to get in a ring with her. She looks like a killer. On the other side of the bracket, Tasha Steals, uh, Erica, Jordan Blade, Trisha Dora. When you make it to the finals, because you're right. going to the finals of those four ladies, who do you want to tangle with? Uh
7: I guess because I want I've always wanted to wrestle her one on one. Uh Tasha Steels. I I would love that match.
1: Synergy Wrestling, Colin West, great guy. Has he mentioned Harry the Dump Tiger to you?
7: No. <laughs>
1: okay. You got to right. tell Here Colin. Go. You got to get look Colin We've been trying to go through Colin. I want Harry the Dump Tiger on this show. He's been stonewalling me. This is a real thing. I'm not, like, I'm not setting okay. you up. This isn't a rip. <laughs> but Colin's holding back. He Harry the Dump Tiger was in our nine-year anniversary video. We got to get him. And if you need a mascot, Harry the Dump Tiger, he can do some dirty work for you outside the ring.
7: You know Colin doesn't have a smartphone. He just has a flip phone.
1: That does not surprise me at all. I also don't think he has a shower or a bar of soap. <laughs> he's looking.
7: He looks a little. He's supposed to ask him a favor if you're talking
2: about him? Yeah. I mean, he's probably <laughs> listening Is he asking him for this while I talk shit about him. <laughs> he's
1: probably. Look, we have he we have a weird relationship. He did the show. He said he was going to sing Alanis Morissette. He didn't. And it's been all downhill from there. Yeah. He said he's going to do a karaoke version Of Alanis Morissette's Ironic. And then he hung up on us.
7: Yeah. Son of a gun. Oh, no. That's not nice. It's not professional.
1: I just think he's afraid to sing. I think so, too. Now, you're at a karaoke bar, Miss Gabby Ortiz. What are you singing?
7: Uh, Freedom by George Michael.
1: Nice. She did not (laughs) not even (laughs) hesitate. I like that. That's fantastic. Um... Oh, shit. Sorry. There it is. Wrong info. Shut up, Kevin. What you got? Uh, At Gabity. Did I say that right? Absolutely. On on the Twitter machine, make sure you give her a follow. Uh, She's doing big things here in New Jersey. And if you are home Saturday night, which you should be, because you shouldn't be out gallivanting. You shouldn't be out with your friends. You should be social distancing. You should be on IWTV. You should be watching the Synergy Women's Garden State Invitational. And you should be cheering for Gabby to win the whole thing because then her versus Casey Katah, that, I mean, come on, come on. And, you know, maybe you bring LSG, maybe LSG can beat the shit out of Brandon because that'd be nice because he's a real dirtbag. And I could not be happier, (laughs) could not be happier to know that the Steelers lost tonight. And I hope Brandon is crying, crying all over the place. (laughs) All right. Sorry, oh, I got a lot. Look, I got it. Look, I get, it got weird with uh with Logan Creed because of my King Mo thing, and I think I kept it together with Sledge, except for when I kind of, sort of didn't ask a question, but did, and now here with Gabby, and she's gonna be like, those guys at the Wizards are weird.
7: I was briefed.
1: <laughs> Please, I would I would love to know what the briefing was about.
7: What? So,
2: I know, we're, LFG... not gonna, we're not gonna how many times plug like LSG?
7: Uh okay. You guys are friends with him, I guess, or maybe not. I don't know how this no, LSG to this. is no. one of my
2: dear, dear good friends, as we say in the business. Dear He's good wonderful.
7: friends. He briefed me. I, I was so, anyway, I won't what say did he say? Much. What did he say? What did he say? No, he t- I'm kidding. He just said you guys are good guys, and I was going to have a good time.
2: <laughs> you know, crazy. we've you know we've met before, right, Gabby?
7: Yeah. No, I know we've met before. You had that awesome shirt that said "Love" with the ring eyes. I was like, where, where did you get that? And yeah, you I tried to find. Fu-
2: I tried to find <laughs> another one. I couldn't find it. I did try okay. to find one. I'm sure you did. I I, to...
7: lo- I I mean I love symbols like synonymous with Philly so with like I yeah. really I wanted that. Yeah.
1: it uh, is. <laughs> weird question. I don't want
7: mm-hmm.
1: You're probably too young. You never went to the ECW Arena, did you?
7: Uh not when it was ECW Arena, but I wrestled there as a 2300 arena.
1: Yeah, it's not the same.
7: That's I, still know. Huge.
1: <laughs> I know it's you. I've just now that I've
7: been, <laughs> I've been
1: to both. I just I don't know. It's not the same. It's weird. It's too nice.
7: It is nice. Sometimes the energy just changes with the times, you know, the energy of places changes. And I can see why it would be different.
1: It was very it was not
7: <laughs>
1: like you want to talk about like complete 180. It was a fucking shithole. And then you went and now it's beautiful. It is a beautiful venue. Yeah. It's just weird. I don't know. See, here we it go. is. I should have stopped while I was ahead. Now I'm just rambling. <laughs> Gabby, question. How do you like my hair? Because it's been a topic of conversation all night. Is it nice? Or is I love it, it. I think it's the lighting. It's, I love it. It's
7: like it looks good. Like Tony Schiavone? I like it. Yeah.
1: See, I don't like it. I, I hate guess. it. I got to get it. I mean,
7: Real quick,
2: I got to ask, what would you do with that? Like if you were hair? like you were styling it what would you do with what he's got going on right there that's a great question
7: um sure i i would put a little bit of styling cream in there uh right. probably from j crew cuz it's a really good brand uh i'd pop it in there and i'd get a roller brush and a blow dryer and just blow it back and have it, like nice slick back ooh oh nice what if i wanted a haircut
1: i don't want i hate this this is i don't know it's too much for me <laughs>
7: I I think just take my tips and do that with yeah. it. <laughs> like, Shut the fuck
2: up. <laughs> listen to me. I go to bed. I, just,
7: <laughs>
1: Gabby's ready for bed. I'm not ready for, I'm still, when I'm done with this, I'm going to make dinner for me and the wife. Then I'm going to post this. Then I'm going to talk in the chat with you guys. I'll be up till like two o'clock in the morning. Let's do it. Well, Gabby, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for taking time right. out of your busy schedule. Um, at, Gabby D on the Twitter machine. Again, follow her. She's going to do big things uh, this Saturday and beyond. Uh, I'm sure you can see her at some of the local shows in the area, wrestle pro. Um, another... I'm not ready. Hey, what are you doing over there?
0: Sorry. I lost, I lost the feed. I'm trying to get it back. Don't mind me. I'm the monster idiot. factory. She's killing it down
1: there with Danny cage uh, and company and they're doing great things. Gabby, anything you'd like to say for your fans before we let you go, back to watching that little shithead eat all those eggs or whatever awful stuff he's doing.
7: Uh, What what, what I like to say to my fans, I guess uh, keep in touch with each other and give each other love-ins virtually, because I know it's been a really hard year, but we're going to get through it.
1: Gabby, I you, love you guys. you've been <laughs> excellent. Thank you so much again. We'd yeah, love to thanks. have you back on in the future. Um, I'd love to be
7: on. That'd be great. <laughs> when,
1: when things get back to normal and you're working more and we can promote you more and get more eyes on you because <laughs> You're a talented young lady, and we support you. Thank you. Even if LSG gives you you a hard time. And I would really like to know what he said about us, because I am (laughs) going after him now. Yeah, we're talking to you, Gio. I don't fucking know what
2: I'm doing. (laughs)
5: All
2: right, Gabby. Thank you so much. Thanks, Gabby.
1: Good night, (laughs)
5: Gabby.
1: We are on fire over here. We had uh, the Sledge, the Heavy Metal metal Maniac. We had Gabby back-to-back. what
2: do you maniac?
1: The heavy, shit, the oh, metal Head maniac, not the heavy. <laughs> oh my
0: god! You want me to book him, brother? Daddy, daddy, oh brother. My god, oh we god. can call him right now, and
2: he'll be the he'll answer before the the if it rings once.
0: Look, if you want to do this show till midnight, be my guest.
2: Oh no, no, no! We got we got some stuff to talk about. We got picks, Matt, right? Oh, Matt's, Matt's on fire. Matt locked in three amazing guests, all unique in their own way all incredible wrestling talents and kudos brother do you guys want do we want to take a quick break and then come back and wrap yes. this show up
0: yes all right because we need to do commercials and we need to do plugs and we need to do patreon supporters and all that nonsense
2: all right all right get up well, what do
0: we say somebody say it back after baca. this baca, baca, baca.
1: the commercial are-
0: oh it's that festive time of year again the holidays are upon us and you've got a lot of shopping to do and you're going to probably do some of that shopping over at amazon right but we don't want you to go to amazon.com no 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 no. we want you to head over to amazon.shiningwizards.com see when you use that link you're going to pay the same great low prices you're going to have access to your amazon prime and all the bells and whistles but a small percentage of what you purchase is going to go to support the Shining Wizards. It's not going to cost you a thing. It's going to help us out. It's like you guys are giving us Christmas gifts all year round. You're doing your shopping with Amazon anyway. Just head over to amazon.shiningwizards.com and help your boys out so we can all have a Merry Christmas.
6: Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Brea and the Portuguese Man of War Chope, for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on rantemradio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, Network.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Hold
5: oh. like. right. In a world where Hollywood tries to tell you how to live while doing the exact opposite, where fresh ideas are tossed away for a cash
4: grab reboot, where the media has become nothing but propaganda and freedom is traded for what they tell you is security and safety. There is Inconclusive
2: Breakdown. Your weekly look at current events and entertainment with no political correct BS. Just news and uncensored opinions, everywhere you get
5: podcasts. A proud member of the Shining Wizards Network.
4: this is mike from the midnight jury when you are done with this show join my co-host cal and i every week as we travel back to the last old school generation of the 80s and 90s to review the best and worst in pop culture horror and music on wlwstudios.com or the midnight jury feeds on itunes TuneIn radio or player fm go back in time when it was all about vhs Arcades and hanging out at the mall, and remember that every second Saturday of the month, we go live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on RantEmRadio.com, which includes taking your calls. Once again, that's the Midnight Jury, where the 80s and 90s return from the dead on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and our home, WLWStudios.com. We'll see you
5: there.
4: Horns up. This is Rock
3: from Radioactive Metal. Join Snowy, Kareem, Aaron, and myself right here on the Shining Wizards Network every Friday for your weekly metal fix. We talk to all your favorite artists, cover all the latest
2: metal news, cover all the latest releases, and feature brand new unsigned bands. So sit back grab a beer, download the latest episode, and always remember it's not metal unless it's radioactive metal.
0: Waiting for the music to play. We've got a new commercial block and that's not the same one. That yeah. You, you,
1: you fucked me up. Uh, we want to take this time to thank those that support us over at our Patreon, patreon.com slash wizards podcast. For as little as $1 a month, you can support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. And we're going to give you more in 2021. So please stay tuned. Extra shows, extra content, extra giggles, extra Matt, Kevin, and Tony. Or Tony, Kevin, Matt. Kevin, Matt, and Tony. Any combination of the three of us idiots, more of it for you. And you will ingest it. And if you pledge between $10 and $20 every three months, You get a package. I just sent out four packages the other day full of goodies. I love the big package. Love the big package. So check it out. Go over to patreon.com forward slash wizard podcast. And for $1 a month, you can support the show uh, and help us continue to give this show to you for absolutely nothing. Uh, We're going to start with our queen of the Shining Wizards, Miss Kathy Hummer. Uh, The king, of course, opposite of the queen, Mr. Manny Kratzo from austria uh, Danny and Anthony Brussinello, <laughs> the S.W.P., uh, the A.O.P. of the S.W.P.
2: I, I never heard someone do a manny before, but that was so perfect. <laughs>
1: uh, Ryan Arthur over at Elementary.com, uh, their brewery over in Hackensack, New Jersey. If you need some brew before everything shuts down, head over to Elementary.com. That's A-L-E-M-E-N-T-A-R-Y.com. They'll do pickup. You just drive up to the the brewery. They put it in your car. You go home. You drink a bunch. Then you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Shining Wizards and order a bunch of Shining Wizards merch. And then Don't drink drink and drive, though. Yeah, Yeah, no, no, no. Don't drink and drive, but drink and order Shining Wizards merch. Uh, And then in the morning, you'll have buyer's remorse, but you'll have some awesome threads in about three weeks from Pro Wrestling teas. So do that. Uh, Sean Toe and Sean Calejo. uh, Brett Simonello. What do you hear? What do you say? Uh, Kate the Great, Hensler from OnDeckIC.com. If you've got a jingle, if you've got an ad, if you need some help to get your business off the ground, you're going to go see Kate the Great. You're going to say, Kate, I hear you've been running from Matt and his trivia challenge, and I feel sad. I feel sorry for you because you're a fucking loser.
2: Wait, what happened? Yeah,
1: Kate's dodging me. Cause she knows I'm gonna whoop her ass. <laughs> I'm gonna whoop yeah, I her guess ass.
2: The sho- I guess the shoes on the other foot there.
1: Yeah, for her, I'm not painting myself up like fucking warhorse or sting or yeah. the gobbly gooker or mantar. No, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just fucking putting on my boots and waffling her, kicking her right in her vagina. Oh, oh, yeah. Cause that's how I, I mean, that- roll. That's how I roll at wrestling trivia. All right, but <laughs> is, you go to Kate. You say, I hear you're dodging Matt. And I feel bad for you. So I'm going to give you some business. Write an awesome ad for my business. And she's like, no problem. Then she'll say, like, Matt's a fucking chump. Matt can't speak. Something. She'll talk shit, too. It'll be fun. But you'll support small business. And that's what Kate is. Yeah, but hey, then,
2: Matt, then Matt, you know what? What's that? Then Matt, you'll give her the business.
1: That's right. I'll give her the business. Two that's out of it. three falls. It's she's going time. down in the first two. She's not even making it to the third fall. Uh, Matt Garifo, no relationship to the KJG. Uh, Maddie Mellinger, sadly, she has some kind of he has some kind of tie in with Kate the Great, but he's not a loser; he's a good guy. Uh, Christine Friesendorf, one half of the Sign Girls. Uh, Mark Parloni, he just celebrated a birthday, as happy did
0: birthday. as
1: did Tier One Wrestling's Dennis Long. So happy birthday happy to birthday, both of them. Happy birthday, Dennis! Oh, Dennis, God. he's selling gold with Jeff Jarrett, so buy some. Uh, Kenny Hawsey, the Scotch drinks more. Uh, Jay Cop, the Big Papa Pump. Big Papa Pump, whatever. Jay's crushing it on uh, the turnbuckle throwbacks with uh, Phil, who's not a bad guy, yeah, yeah. and that fucking gypsy choppy. Uh, go to his Amazon wish list. I'm sure he needs fucking socks to cover those gross talons. Uh, Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I
0: think he's from Milwaukee.
5: And
1: I don't yes. know why he says ja, ja, ja all the time. Instead it's of Millie
0: Maybe he's Spanish. Is
1: he Spanish? His Thomas is not a Spanish name.
0: Uh, Tomaso.
1: Tomas is different. That's different. Unless we've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time.
2: I, I, I think Milwaukee's Spanish. So I think that counts.
1: Milwaukee, it's Indian, right? Indian. Yeah, yeah. N- N- Native, Native American.
2: World? We can't say Indian yeah, not,
1: anymore.
2: Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, you can say whatever you want. Not I'm not just saying. The, what uh, I but I
1: say. the oohs, right? Yeah,
2: woo, woo, woo or, not
1: do do. No, yeah, the, that,
2: the, that you can't do. What? What? I just did. No, I mean, you, I, like I said, you guys can do whatever you want.
1: Right, within the boundaries of the law. Uh, Michael Hammond, uh, Mr. David Henry Bauer III, his pal Antonio Hosserman, makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. Matthew Birch, the Prince of Pro, uh, true Prince of Pro, excuse me, on the Twitter machine. Uh, TJ Vegas, and last but not least, Mr. William Mercier,
2: Jr. (laughs) lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? In your face. That's right. <laughs> Have you heard from Prince of Pro lately? That's the first time I heard his name in a little while.
1: Yeah, he's on the he's, Twitter machine. He's always chopping it up on the Twitter machine, just showing us ah. some love. Beautiful. Shout out <gasps> to Prince of Pro. You know where you're not chopping it up? Uh-oh. In your netherlands. Oh.
4: Fuck me. Yeah.
2: Oh, your, God. I was awful in
1: your nether regions. You're not chomping it up in oh, your never mind. nether regions because it's the holiday season. You're going, what the fuck am I going to get? My dudes for Christmas. My dudes, Right. You don't get them a gift. Gift cards fucking lame. My brother was like, I don't know what I want. Give me a gift card. I'm like a gift. That's fucking lame. That requires zero thought. Alright. You want to go to manscaped.com. You want to get some stocking stuffers for the holiday season. And look, you don't I'm have to get balls. Your nuts you, no, stocking. shut your mouth and let me do the read. Stop your nuts. No, you don't it doesn't always have to be ball stuff, okay? Sometimes it's awkward you buy your brother some ball stuff, some ball wipes, some ball trimmers.
0: That's not all that. You'd see my though. brother's balls. He could use a trimmer.
1: I don't want to see your brother's balls though. All right, yeah, but, but you can you, you can you get some,
0: see. some nice manscaped cologne. Ooh!
1: you get some Ooh. nice Manscaped body wash.
7: Spritz, spritz.
1: You can get the foot duster, which I love. I Everyone's probably got some stinky feet. I get out of the shower.
0: I spray some foot duster on my feet. I smell great Ooh. all day. Wait, I, what did your wife kill the other day?
4: A pheasant.
0: No, that's why there was no buckshot in it. You took your fucking stanky ass shoes off and they started dropping out of the sky. That's where you had your dinner from
1: there have have been some instances where i've been told to go wash my feet well there you go pre-foot duster they also have the shears 2.0 a luxury four-piece nail kit right who can't I, be...
0: I just got that for my son he loves it the crop ah, mop. merry christmas
1: right everybody needs the ball wops ball wipes
4: <laughs> a ball wops holy shit <laughs>
2: Hey, a skonjil, a fangool. Matt just dropping slurs like wow. it's his job today.
1: I've, wow. I've only had Holy shit. a drink. Um, Oops. But if you're looking for the ultimate stocking stuffers for this holiday season, look no further because our sponsors, Manscaped, have the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below the waist grooming and hygiene products and great news. They just released their products across Europe, Canada, and Australia. You've heard the three of us talk about it. We got the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, the Crop Cleanser, the Crop Mop, the Foot Duster, the Shears, the Weed Whacker, and, of course, the Lawn Mower 3.0, the best trimmer for your butt, balls, and body. Lawn Mower 3.0 trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. Keep
2: your butt safe. Go to
1: yes. manscape.com and you put the code word wizards in. You save twenty percent and you get free shipping. Fuck How yeah. about that
2: cologne, Matt? I heard that cologne is very refined.
1: It is I'm excited
2: f- about the cologne.
1: It is it is delightful.
2: Oh, ah yeah. Listen, pheasants will be dropping out of the sky because not because they're dying, but because they want to, you know, get with the refined man.
1: Right, and whether it's your partner, dad, brother, friend, get them something that will actually use, and it's almost sure to get a laugh. I don't know about the laugh part. A laugh? Ah, that's a weird yeah. read. I don't know why would it. La- if you got me something to clean my dirty balls, I wouldn't laugh. I'd be like, "This hey, is a- part."
2: Are you sure that part wasn't in parentheses that we weren't supposed to it's say? Not. It's not. You <laughs> we supposed
0: to laugh like, ha, 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 No.
2: Yeah. Look, the
1: read says, <laughs> whether this enough. is for your partner, dad, friend, get them something that they will actually use and it's almost See? sure to get a laugh.
2: I mean, it is a very comical presence it's of not, what they're putting together. It's not whole, like, The whole strategy.
1: It's not as funny as like the people of Walmart calendar that I gave my sister-in-law for White Elephant. It's better. She hated it. It was hysterical. But... I guess this will be. I don't know who laughs.
0: I would laugh if you got me ball wops. <laughs> I would love to see what a ball wop is.
2: Hey, we should bring a Gino as a, a fourth guest for this.
1: Uh, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code wizards. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped.
4: Gino. What I mean? Ball, awesome. Yeah, balls. Doo, 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 doo.
1: We're about what? three weeks away from Christmas. If you're going to buy Christmas gifts from Amazon, go to ShiningWizards.com, click the Amazon link. We see a very small percentage uh, that gets kicked back to us if you use the link. It does, doesn't infect your computer. It doesn't show up differently. You literally just click the Amazon link from ShiningWizards.com and then go about your business.
0: It's and even it- easier. Oh. Just put in amazon.shiningwizards.com. You don't even need to go to our website. Bickety Bam, you're in. You're good to go. I was looking for us to get some Bickety-bam. websites. Bickety Bam. Look, we get the listens. We need the money. There you go. We God.
1: would like the money. We don't need the money. Yeah, but It ain't
0: costing them anything. That's the rub. No, but don't make it sound like we're desperate. Yeah, you sound hey, like... We got plenty of fucking money, but go to amazon.shiningwizards.com.
2: Matt's actually going to go out with the Salvation Army like Santa suit and uh, Bell and just start ringing stuff with the Shining Wizards thing on the bucket.
1: You know it, baby. It's hard it. Um, All right, so I think we covered AEW.
0: Oh, God. Yes.
1: Right? We're done with it in AEW. There was a pay-per-view last night, NXT War Games.
0: I made a point to watch the women's match just as a note. Because I saw that you were pissed off on fucking Twitter today. First of all, what were people pissed off about?
1: Oh, they were mm-hmm. pissed off that the women look, they look too good. Candice LeRae got hurt. They were mad about that. She shouldn't be getting hurt. She shouldn't be doing this type of match. It's like, oh, shut,
0: that's the, all it shut
4: was? the fuck up. Yeah. Look,
0: look it's, it's the typical stuff, though. There were a couple of spots that were like sort of contrived, like, when fucking Io Shirai goes up in the garbage can and everybody just gathers around. I hate the gathering, like, when they get ready to catch somebody. Yeah, they did but, that in
2: two matches tonight, the, uh, last night.
0: The, the, but the, the other thing is the um, the, Ken, the Candice Ray thing, when she's on the ground, why did she pull the chair on top of herself? Like, what was she thinking? The chair's not there. Fucking leave it. It made it a million times worse, and I think that's how she wound up getting hurt.
2: Am I wrong? Well, wasn't it it supposed to be, at least the way they explained it was that it was supposed to hurt whoever was doing the move, right? Am I I thinking of the same spot?
0: When when what's-her-face came off the ladder? Who came off the ladder? Shotzi? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, I guess the thinking was to get the chair up so this way she takes the impact on the chair. But, dude, how many times fucking people use the chair when they're dropping elbows on people? Like, there's, I don't know. I don't know.
2: I mean, I, I think it, in terms of like what that match was and, and what it, it could have been and, and all the, I think that was, I think that's a moot, not a moot point, but like, it's okay. Like the amount of times people could have gotten hurt in that match, if that's when someone gets hurt, that's all right. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's okay to get hurt, but I mean, like that was like probably the safest thing you probably could have done. There were, there were some
0: moments where stuff was just like obviously set up, and then there were other moments where things felt genuine and real and physical. Yeah. And I'll tell you this much, I don't watch NXT a lot, still love me some Dakota Kai. She's probably my favorite out of all of them. Yeah. She is and she started the match, dude. Good for her. Ember Moon, too. She got rid of that goofy music she always had, and she's got that killer skull uh, now. She's I like this incarnation of that, Ember Moon. That, that
2: was the first thing I noticed was her music gone, and I was like, Oh man, I Thank miss that God. music. No, I miss that music. No, that music sucks. This I mean, this isn't good. bad, but I miss the old one. No, anything's
0: better than that old shit, but this was a lot hundred times better. uh. uh
1: I'd have to go back and look in the Discord because I'm going to steal something from somebody that said it in there. What Raquel Gonzalez is is what they wanted Nia Jax to be.
0: Yeah, Nia Jax. You saw the clip. You guys uh, both of saw. Of course. The clip. I, well, that's what prompted
1: my tweet last week, where it was like, it's remarkable that we can do a three-hour show and talk zero WWE.
2: I'll I'll agree with that. Whoever said that in the Discord, oh, 100%. Was either, I one hundred percent.
1: I'm gonna. It was either Danny.
2: Sounds about right. Just stop there.
1: Scotch drinks more, maybe one of the two, and maybe Maddie Mel. There was a couple people in that conversation this morning. And
2: this, and and this is why this match was good. I mean, obviously, I got the pick wrong. I thought uh, we all did. We all got that pick wrong. But this match was either about making one of two people, and if they did a great job, it would be making both. This match was about uh, Selena Gomez. I mean, Raquel Gonzalez. This was, this was about her. And I think if you're gonna do it, do it. Go for it. And I I had no problem with it at all, despite getting the pick wrong. I think she's gonna be a star. And Matt, I who and again, whoever said that in the Discord, kudos to whoever said that because that's a great point, and I think it's a hundred percent accurate.
1: Yeah, they did. I th- I, this match was a lot of fun. It took a while to get the, to get the uh, the juices flowing, but I thought it was excellent, and it just proves that the uh, you know the women of NXT or are, are, when you talk about women wrestling, uh, you know the NXT brand has constantly had a strong presence they're always at and, the top of the heap and they always find the right people to put into those
2: spots 100 percent right and it's a consistent like flow like um just when you think like you know Shayna baser leaves or whatever she was like a staple for aew i mean wow aew nxt and she goes listen nxt's women's division right now because they do such a good job with maybe the younger inexperienced people like shanti blackheart Two months ago, three months ago, before Halloween Havoc, she wasn't she wasn't in any sort of like picture. And all of a sudden, now she's the most over female wrestler they have. Candice LeRae is, is is like the equivalent to Johnny Gargano. She is going to be that staple in 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 that division. Dakota Kai is, I guess, like is to me is like Roderick Strong. Energy, energy personified. Endurance personified. Can do anything you ask her to do. Raquel Gonzalez, beast. Um, uh, Rhea Ripley God, who's going to be more over than her uh, Main events WrestleMania, it's incredible The division, Ember Moon, a, a great Person that they brought back from the main roster To NXT to benefit Her and the brand Perfect, I couldn't, couldn't have I don't have any complaints about that
0: I got. I do have to pick nits on one thing Who was beating up Dakota Kai with the, with the cutoff sledgehammer Oh, uh, Hartwell
1: Was
2: that Hartwell? She wasn't in oh, the match. In the that came back in.
0: No, so I, I, I thought it was Rhea Ripley that was hitting her with the sledgehammer. Maybe. What? Anyway, you're getting fucking hit with a sledgehammer. You should be out. You shouldn't be getting back up. Come on. Seriously, that bugged me. That did bug me. I was like, really? I'm like, Triple H knocked
2: motherfuckers out with a sledgehammer. And this chick is like,
0: ah, oh, my back. Ah, oh, my back. Oh, it hurts.
2: Well, that's another thing I'm you talked about down. before with your, with your AEW thing, with your Battle royal stuff. Like, everyone's getting hit with all this stuff, and then all of a sudden, one guy has to stick out, stay outside for an hour and a half. Listen, it's all... To me, it's all subjective on what the... I can't compare it to anything else. If it's happening in that moment, I have to dissect it for what it is for that moment. Yeah, and And, and that that did
0: stand out to me, and that bugged me. I was like, really?
2: Listen, T-Dunk, I think you'll appreciate this. I hated... And I don't know if they ever made a point to say that this is like, as soon as everyone like gets all, like make their entrance, there's what, we- it's like a, like a, a Walmart of weapons underneath the, the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right there. Yep. Like I, I get it. If it's done like once or twice, but like, like people, I mean, I, I, unless they made a point to say like, Oh, they can put that there. If they don't, it's like, oh, God, a fire extinguisher that's. Th- tables with the names on it. Every single person, it seemed like, went to that little area before they entered the ring and took Ooh. a weapon out. Have one of them grabbed a stack of fucking kendo
0: sticks. There was like six yeah. kendo sticks.
2: Was it what was the women's match, I think, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. The one and, the, the one bit of booking I thought was cool in the women's match, though, was when they wouldn't let Io Shirai in. Yeah. And she she was trying to climb, and they kept fucking bataraming her off and shit. But then... They tried for a pin, and the referee's like, No, not everybody's in yet. I'm not counting this pin. So I was like, Yeah, fuck you. You want to keep her out there? Now you got to suffer. Too bad.
2: And I thought it was
0: great continuity. Was I the
2: only one that thought that when Iho Shirai put the garbage can over her head, was I the only one seeing like Oscar the Grouch with like her with the legs, like (laughs) flying like in like a real life Muppet movie, (laughs) Sesame Street type shit?
0: Even better than that when when she was down on the canvas and Dakota Kai gave her the double stomp and then she couldn't get her out of the can because it was all fucking bent around her. Yeah, I thought it was like I thought that was perfectly
2: (laughs) done, but it was still impossible to get her out of there. She really fucking crushed that can, dude. I was I was laughing. I was like, look at these fucking idiots. I'm just thinking of Yoshirai like Oscar the Grouch.
0: It's all I thought of. And she ate the pin. Fucking Raquel put her through the ladder.
1: Let's go set set it up for the whatever what is it, New Year's Evil? Is that
2: the Maybe? Yeah, which is, is basically just, it's 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 playing catch up to AEW. It's, it's like a cool. don't, we, we don't of- have
0: too we don't have too many more shows left for the year, boys. No, yeah, but don't. that's not a
2: pay-per-view. That's a that's a regular Oh, regular even action. better. We have even less shows for the year. It's like a Clash of the Champions. Yeah. Oh okay. uh, that's, play, that's, that's playing catch up to New Year's Evil. I mean to uh winter.
1: From here we went to my favorite match of the night. Uh, from a wrestling standpoint, I thought they told an amazing story. Uh Tomasa Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher.
2: This <laughs> match was the hardest one for me to pick, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. And yeah. I know that everyone says as well, it's it's Champa. It's you know, it is what it is. But they've been building up Thatcher a lot on TV and and, and this is like this goes back to like Champa's a made man, he doesn't need to win. Thatcher's a new guy, they gotta build him up, even though Thatcher's a experienced veteran this was the toughest one i really wanted to pick Thatcher on this but i went with uh, i think this may have been my only one of two wins i think
1: uh yeah it was we all went across the board with uh tomas and i thought with the story of him getting beat by carrying cross the way he did a couple months ago and then him being out of action coming back destroying jake atlas being a a man's possessed um because he still he still wants goldie um but man, this match—holy shit! This—if you really want to look at a wrestling match where every move meant something, like yeah, for me, like this was great. I love the high spots, you know, and all the falsies. But this match really—I felt like it told a, an unbelievable story. Yeah. Uh, and Tomasa comes out on top. Um, we all had that one right, but uh, I really like this match. I don't know what you guys thought.
2: Th- this match was exactly what it was supposed to be. Hundred percent across the board, physical, wrestling, and and you knew that there was going to need to be a break because you have two war games matches on here, so you needed something different, not something. I'm not talking about bathroom break. I'm not talking about not important. I'm not talking about a non-title situation. It just needed to be what it was—a change of pace—and it was perfect. Uh, you can say you can kind of say the same thing in a completely different realm about Cameron Grimes, Dexter, Dexter Loomis. Just a change. When you have two war games matches bookcasing the show, you need different things in between to make it work. And I think this match did it probably tenfold. And I think to jump ahead to Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, I think that was just just as good in terms of what it what the purpose that it served.
1: Tony, any thoughts on the Chiampa? Did you watch you didn't get to see it?
0: The only the only match I watched, I wanted to watch the women's match because I know you were all fired up about it, so that was what I was able to uh, squeeze in.
1: All right, sorry about the fans, not so much the match. Um, awesome match though. You should check out Ciampa and Thatcher. I actually think you will really enjoy it because it has a yeah. very old school feel to it, where everything means something, every move means something.
2: And I, I was surprised that we didn't get. Some like a student or something like that, because the whole program was he's like teaching, and yeah, then catches, I catches, was surprised we didn't see any of that in there. But I'm I'm uh, totally okay with that.
1: I haven't been keeping up with NXT. This Loomis Cameron Grimes thing, I just wasn't interested in. Uh,
2: I'm sorry to cut you off. It's it's like they did like the theatrical thing, like the match. I think the wrong person won here as much as I love Dexter Loomis. And I loved him since he was Sam Shaw on TNA Cameron Grimes has, if Cameron Grimes doesn't win now, like then when, like when is he, right. he's been in a lot of big matches and just hasn't won. So I'm not, I'm not that kind of guy that like picks and like critiques. I don't like to be that guy, but like, this was the match. Dexter Loomis is like, he's like, he has the potential to be like that character, that psychopath, that like Bray Wyatt, that, and people are going to trash me for this, but that undertaker type character where he's going to be that guy that doesn't need to necessarily win matches to get his point across where Cameron Grimes really does need to win a match at some point. Uh, yeah. I, but, uh, I'm sorry, uh, go ahead, Matt. No,
1: I, I kind of see where you're you're going with that. And
0: can Can I interrupt you guys real quick? Sure, sure. Little did I, I had to think back. I called a Timothy Thatcher match and I was like, he was the evolved champion and I had to remember which one it was. He defended at a tier one show against tri- Tommaso Chapa. I okay,
7: called I'm that back I'm four
0: years ago. Oh, look at you. In Weren't my wheelhouse, for- baby. That's why Weren't I'm we there for competitor. that. Yeah, that was at the um, shit. It was in Brooklyn. It was at- Regal was there. Yes, it was at the American Legion.
1: Yeah, I yeah. wasn't there for that. I've only went to one tier one show.
0: You and the other guy, and Justin
2: Carino was there. And Carino
0: did, did, uh, did yeah. the uh, podcast from there, didn't you? You did a show from there.
2: Yeah, we did a little something, and that's Regal was there was peeking his head out, and he, he was backstage and everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good, good stroll down memory. All it evolved title matches right here.
2: Uh-huh. Tony, four that's four something years
0: before you... WWE brought it on board. I that's was something you
2: can put on your resume, bro. No one can take that away from you. kevin has been there for four years. That's true.
0: Uh,
1: Johnny Gargano re- <laughs> regains the North American Championship.
2: Matt doesn't uh, give a shit.
1: No, I don't give a shit.
2: <laughs> zero fucks uh, given.
1: Uh, Johnny Gargano regains the North American Championship with a little help from, uh, the main ghoul ghost, whatever you want to call Austin Theory. Uh, this match was fucking wild. Um, it was and, great. And uh, yeah, I mean it's it's to be expected. Gargano, Damian Priest, even Leo Ruff, uh, Leon Ruff, Leon Ruff, awesome match. Um. I don't know if we need to really dive into it. Kevin was the only one that got this pick right. Uh, Tony thought Ruff was going to retain. I thought Damian Priest was walking out. But uh, this was only one of two that Kevin got right.
2: Uh, Brutal <laughs> night. Brutal night.
1: And then I thought uh, this match, the, the main event, was my second favorite match of the night. Uh, I think it's one; it'll go down as one of the best, one of the best war games of all time because every single person served their purpose in this match uh and it was done beautifully. The execution was amazing. Um for all the hate I gave Pat McAfee when he was first involved with Adam Cole. Uh I think he's really come on strong here in the last couple of weeks and this match was just another indication of how well he's adapted to being in the ring. Uh and I think he was the perfect foil for Undisputed Era and Adam Cole. Uh bringing in Pete Dunn is great if you know the history. Um with Roddy turning on Pete Dunn a long time ago. Uh, so I thought this was great. They gave uh, Lorcan and Birch a nice little rub. They're still the tag team champions. Um, but this match was awesome. So I, I don't know if there's more for me to say. But Kevin, what'd you think?
2: Th- this was a War Games match. This was your old school War Games match. And this is everything that it needed to be. And Pat McAfee, I don't care what anyone says, I've said it since the first time he cut his heel promo, the guy is good at what he does. If you hate him as a... I don't care. If, if he does one moonsault a match for the rest of his life, I don't care. He The guy is good. He's good. He's he's a, a performer first. He's a wrestler second. You want to put wrestler fifth or seventh or eighth or ninth or tenth down the list, that's fine with me. He's not a, he's not a wrestler. I get that. But He served his purpose. He held his own. He did what he had to do. And like Matt said, everyone else served their purpose. Kyle O'Reilly is a superstar. Always has been. Always will be. I think every single one of these guys, and we're talking about these guys like they're young. They've been around for goddamn who knows how long. Roddy Strong, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly could all like literally be independent superstars on their own in NXT. But I'm happy that they're together because... Never since the Four Horsemen have I seen a group look more powerful. And listen, I want to see them versus the Hurt Business. That's what I want to see. Undisputed Era versus the Hurt Business. Book it. I don't care. Bring them all to the main roster and send them back down. It's WWE. Nothing counts anyway. Who gives a shit? Bring them all up and then bring them all back down. Bring the Hurt Business to NXT. Undisputed Era versus Hurt Business. I want to see it.
1: That's it. Would you like to see that match, Tony?
2: Sure.
0: Why not? I love me some hurt business.
1: All right. So, me and Tony went three and two with NXT War Games. Kevin, two and three. Uh, Tony still sits in first place at one fifty and eighty. Uh, I sit in second place at one forty-seven and eighty-three. Kevin is in third place at one forty-five and eighty-five.
2: Lost, lost some steps. Lost some steps here.
1: So uh, I'd have to go through the calendar and see what's left, but I don't think we have many more uh, pay per views left. So I know there's a TLC, there's Wrestle Kingdom, and I think Impact's Hard to Kill.
2: Yeah. Do we have a? We don't have a AEW pay per view. No. Through that no, the
1: that'll be after the cutoff.
2: Mm, interesting. What Do about uh? More shows? What about a what about a synergy show? Do we have a synergy show that we can call?
1: I don't think we're gonna start picking synergy shows. This <laughs> what deep about in what the about air.
2: Russell Pro Alaska? Can we can we make picks for Russell Pro Alaska? I think that'll
1: be after the cutoff date.
2: Yeah, that is April.
1: Uh, WWE Network's adding a ton of content. Uh, I don't know if you guys are watching, but Broken Skull sessions with Undertaker was on, and yeah. uh, Taker watched that. Taker told the story how he had lied to Shawn Michaels face. Yep, which I thought was very Ooh, entertaining. I didn't see that? Uh, when uh, Taker was taping his fists up at WrestleMania 14, uh, where he said if Sean didn't do the Uh. job to HBK, he would knock him out. And then HBK asked him, like, you know, is it true? And Taker was like, no, I would never do that to you. Uh, That was, like, when HBK was a piece of shit, and now he felt bad because HBK is a different person. It's a a very fun story. But uh, they're going to have Claymore is going to do Broken Skull Sessions, uh the slammy awards will be on the w w e network oh yeah baby um w w e the day of w w e untold goldberg streak um the ten best matches of twenty twenty they 're doing a new superstar gaming series whatever that is uh and and so much more so the network is rocking and rolling tony 's making faces
2: i do want to watch the keith lee twenty four though That should be good. Yeah, I heard uh, rave reviews about that yesterday. Uh,
1: The latest class of recruitments was announced down at the WWE Performance Center. Uh, You will know Alex Zane, Desmond Xavier, and Zachary Wentz, two-thirds of the Rascals. Um, Triple H was asked on the NXT conference call about uh, Trey Miguel last night. uh, And And? he said he can't talk about that, so we'll see what, what happens there. Aew, who knows? See, Aew or WWE. Um,
2: but to, sl- to, to this is actually a really good to to Sledge's point about how like, like you look at the recruits that they've like th- they've posted in the last like three or four recruiting classes. Not not your like typical WWE to- uh, style guys. Uh, in in the long term, in the old school days, these are young athletic kids that are, I mean, kids. They've been doing it for a while too, but. It's he was right about that. It's not just about big dude. Oh no. Was that, was that, that was Logan that said that. And, uh, these aren't the typical guys that you see signed by WWE the last few classes. So this is cool.
1: Yeah. Interesting stuff. TLC shaping up to be pretty interesting. Uh, your universal champion, Roman Reigns defends his title against Kevin Owens in a TLC match. Uh, another TLC match drew McIntyre, AJ styles, because Braun Strowman is out with a knee injury. Uh Tony's girl uh Sasha Banks defends her SmackDown women championship against Carmella. Uh the WWE tag team champions are, uh championships are on the line as Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax defend their women's tag team champions against Asuka and Lana. And uh Randy <laughs> Wait wait what?
2: Is Lana are yeah. a team now?
1: Oh yeah.
0: I thought Lana was teamed up with Liv Morgan.
1: No, Oscar. Oscar, I don't fucking know. I don't
2: watch. <laughs> no, Liv, it Liv Morgan's so- with Ruby Riot.
0: No, no, no. They're not together. Liv
4: Morgan. No, they are.
2: They're the Riot Squad again.
4: Again? Really?
2: Yeah. You only live once or live to Riot or something like that. I'm telling you, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot are a team again. Ugh. They were in a Survivor Series match together, weren't they? Maybe. <laughs> we are not a WWE podcast sure. anymore.
1: No. Um and Randy Orton against The Fiend with the, that Alexa Bliss thing is still going on where she's like. I'm
2: not going to lie. That's a pretty loaded pay-per-view.
1: Yeah, no, that talent out pretty, the wazoo.
2: They they
0: don't have bad pay-per-views overall. It's just uh,
2: getting there. The, the TV is hard to swallow. Tony, you're right.
0: Getting there is a battle. Yeah. It is. Not a final battle, but a battle.
1: No, final Ooh. battle stacked. Uh let's blow through some new Japan news. We found out who the finals of the World Tag League are gonna be. It's gonna be fin juice Ugh. against the gorillas of destiny. Oh,
2: <laughs> There's gotta be like a gif or a gif for Tony's disgusted faces.
1: You don't like fin juice?
2: No, who would like fin juice?
1: I don't know. We talked about eating geese tonight. <laughs>
0: fin juice true. just sounds fucking awful.
1: And you talked about grog last week.
0: Grog is good.
1: Grog is the only drink served at T-Donk's Bar and Grill, just so you know.
0: You go. Good for Thanks him, be Grog. to Grog. Uh,
1: your final uh, that was good, Kevin. Uh, of the I best. Matt walked
0: over it, but I thought it was good.
1: No, I didn't hear it. I'm sorry.
0: He yeah. said, thanks be to Grog.
1: There you go. I'll take a side of gruel with that. Uh, your final <laughs> I don't fucking know.
2: I will gruel you. <laughs> Jimmy King.
1: Jimmy King is one of our biggest supporters on Twitter.
2: Well, what's up? Can we give a shout-out to Jimmy King?
1: He's the fucking, the King rules. He loves our shit. He bought a t-shirt from us and everything. I love the King. Who doesn't? The King rules, baby. Shout-out to the King. Jimmy the King on Twitter.
0: Come on, Headbang Club.
1: Uh, El Desperado and Hiromu are your finals of the best of the Super Junior.
0: Hiromu's going to win.
1: I hope so. Uh, and then they announced the final card for best of the super juniors and the world tag league, which takes place, uh, December 11th. Um, <laughs> uh, looks like they're setting up Shingo and Jeff Cobb for the never open weight championship. So that'll be fun. Uh, ring of honor. We talked to sludge about a bunch of stuff, but final battles looking fucking banging. We're going to pick final battle.
4: Yes. Yay. Uh, <laughs>
1: Roosh defends his championship against Brody King. Brody King also pinned Kenta in an eight-man tag match on New Japan Strong, and he wants the briefcase for the U.S. title. Oh, yeah. Keep your eyes on that. Uh, The pure champion John Gresham defends against Flippy Doo. Um, Jay Lethal and John Gresham defend their tag titles against Mark Briscoe and PCO.
0: I saw the video of the Briscoes getting into it. Like, I got to move on. You got business. I got business. Yeah, Chicken's mad, bro. Chicken wants his tag team title shot. And Jay's
1: off playing fucking pee-pee touch with EC3.
2: Oh, easy. That's I got to start doing. watching of Honor. Right Why? Is he pee-pee touching? Yeah. No, to he chicken? What is this chicken?
1: It's Mark Briscoe. That's his nickname, Chicken. Oh, all right. Uh, Matt Taven and me- Mike Bennett take on Vincent and Bateman. The ROH six-man tag team championships are on the line as Bendito, Flamita, and Ray Horace defend oh, against who? Shane Taylor and the Soldiers of Savagery.
2: Horace Hogan.
1: Uh, Tony Deppen takes on Dak Draper, takes on LSG, takes on Josh Woods. The winner of this match will challenge Dragon Lee for the Ring of Honor TV title later in the night. And Jay- that night. Yes, and Jay Briscoe against EC3. So this is a fucking loaded show, and it's happening December 18th. Uh, I'm excited for that. And we'll pick those picks next week. Hey. Baby. Impact has. Tony,
2: you're, you're winning, Tony.
1: He hates I picks. I still hate the
2: picks,
0: Kevin.
1: Uh, Impact has final resolution this Saturday night. Uh, New Japan World has the Super uh, J Cup in the United States. Also Saturday night with uh, Chris Bay, El Fantasmo. It's a fucking stack lineup. So check that out. Um, yeah. This week on Knockout, Kevin's b- buddy, His best friend, Brian Myers, takes on TJP. Joss Alexander takes on Chris Saban. Eric Young takes on Cody Diener. And Kenny Omega will be in the house. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr., he's done with MLW. He lost to Loki in the Opera Cup match. Uh, Tony, any comments?
0: Good match. Very good match. If you remember, uh, that was the second round match uh same combatants last year in the opera cup where davy boy smith actually worked in where he was locked into some key lock and he rolled through and reversed and he got a pinfall on low key and this year they played off the same finish where low key had him trapped and davy boy went to roll forward and low key just rolled through with it and he got the victory excellent match i think it was about 25 minutes too it was a great match
1: yeah and that sets up your semifinals for next week oh of course um ACH was successful against Laredo Kid.
0: Another good match. Another good match. Good to see ACH getting feeling it again. He was doing his little dance in the ring and stuff. Good is time. Good stuff.
2: Coming in or what? Is, is Cody Hall coming in? What's up with that? Uh, surfer Cody Hawk? I think Cody I Hall
1: Co- is out.
2: He was supposed to be there, right?
1: Yes. Scott's kid. Scott Hall's kid. Oh, yes.
0: Cody Hall. I thought you said Cody Hawk. I'm like, surfer Cody Hawk? He, he was. Too.
1: He was in, but now he's out.
0: Like, in the span of, like, five hours, yeah, no? Yeah, it was
1: real weird. I don't know what happened there. Um, so nope. your your matchup's Wednesday night. Low-key takes on Richard Holiday, which is a super interesting matchup. And then yep. on the flip, Tommy Lawler and ACH.
0: Tommy, you guys are on a first-name basis now.
1: Yeah, we got to be. He's got some Daisy Dukes on, baby.
0: And that so. fucking Gino Medina better watch his ass. He thinks he's going to fuck with Holiday. Funky Cole Medina.
1: And... <laughs> Uh, Tony, your boys are going to defend the tag team titles against Jacob Fatu and Simon Gotch.
0: Yeah, that's a weird pairing that they chose from Contra, no? I mean... Freebird rule.
1: Kevin Koo? Kevin
0: that's me. He's, Kevin Koo and Dominic Garini, right?
1: Yeah, violence is forever. Kevin Koo left. He was in Contra, right?
0: No, yeah. that was Kiro Kwan.
1: Oh, Kiro Kwan. Okay, Kevin Koo oh. is now with Team Filthy.
0: Filthy. So
1: they they hit him and Dominic Greeny were a tag team. Violence is forever in the indie, so they make their debut this week too. And Calvin Tankman will be taking on Zenshi.
0: Yep, that's gonna be good. that's gonna be interesting. He took on to that Ariel Dominguez last week, and he, uh, he two weeks ago.
1: Like yeah, fucking slaughter. It's a loaded MLW show for Wednesday night.
0: That, that Ariel boy. Dominguez, if you remember, he. Was it Kid Os- Was it Kid Osborne Eddie Russell? No. Who Who was the other guy that was on the show that worked MLW? Uh, Brian the Idol. Oh. Yes. And
2: Brian Ariel Idol.
0: Dominguez took the win over him. My favorite MLW match of all time. <laughs> bold,
2: bold statement.
0: Uh, can I make another bold statement? Yes. Sure. Uh, NWA Shockwave debuted last week. Highly disappointed. Oh, look! I get it. It's a pandemic. It's hard for them to get shit together. They're not doing shows in the studio in Georgia for the time being. Uh, Dave Marquez and, and uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood's gracious enough to help them out. They got shut down too. So there's not going to be any more pay-per-views, at least until the beginning of next year. So Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, which I'll get to in a second. But NWA's um, Shockwave, it was the matches from the very first fucking uh, primetime live pay-per-view including this versus Bennett. Look, great matches, but I saw them already. If you didn't see Camille against Heather Monroe in her debut, good match. Uh, they told a great story. Um, Eli Drake had a singles match. I forget against who. It was somebody we know, but that was a, look, all great matches. Been there, done that, paid for it. I was like, oh, really? But look, Joe Galley was on my TV. I love me some Joe Galley, so I'm, I'm all right with that.
2: Did you read the terms and conditions of your agreement? Can you get no, your money back?
0: Kev, I didn't. I really didn't. And you know what? Fuck the fucking first episode was so glitchy. Remember how many times I was fucking bitching and moaning about it on Twitter, too? Ugh! So, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, primetime live, and it looks like NWA, unless you know, they're they going to the can with other episodes, they might be Dunsky for another month or so. So, I don't know what's going to happen there. Mm. We no, had a. We had interesting stuff for the last episode of primetime live though. Levi Shapiro is once again, your United television champion and uh, he was defending said title and he tried to sneak out the back door and all the fucking good guys came out and beat the shit out of him, including some fucking MMA dude that was on commentary. They don't have genial. anybody's names, but it was interesting shit. It was a funny way for them to have a send off for episode 12. But other than that, I don't know. It was kind of sad Tony last week finding out all this news.
1: All right, well, we're going to keep the sad Tony train rolling because uh, we found out Wednesday that Pat Patterson passed away.
0: Yeah, that's, that's I mean, look, what was he, 80? Oh, 70? not even. How old was he? 78, I want to say. He was sick, too, which I had heard that I didn't know of.
1: He was 79. I don't think he was.
0: 79. No, somebody's mentioned that he was
2: sick. I mean, it was it didn't come up in any of the articles that.
0: No, it didn't, and I want to say that I heard it where. Somebody talked about it. Was it Eric Bischoff? In the latest episode of in the latest episode of eighty three weeks, um, Conrad brought it up in the middle of whatever they were talking about because it came on oh, the okay. uh, phone, and I swear I'm not a hundred percent, but I swear. I thought I heard Bischoff say that, you know, like people didn't really even know that he was sick. He's like, I had no idea he was sick. Oh, okay. So well, then, maybe then he was the cat out of the bag there.
2: Yeah, it's definitely possible then. If you don't let people know, then of course, then how can you know? But yeah. So, I
0: mean, you know, maybe Eric was on the inside of something and kind of spilled the beans on that, but.
2: Well, you got to figure that circle. Like Jim Ross is like best friends with Pat Patterson. I'm sure uh, at least very close with him and. So I mean, in that circle, it's gonna, something it's gonna get out between the, at least them, and they did a good job of keeping it secret. If he was sick, so
0: that's a bummer. Your first, your your North American champion became your first Intercontinental champion by winning the Southern Heavyweight Championship in that fucking awesome tournament in Rio de Janeiro.
2: He created my favorite match of all time, the Royal Rumble, which I watch. I, I I can go back and watch any single Royal Rumble any single time. He created that. He gave that to me. So, Check out his matches with with a
0: heel, Sergeant Slaughter. Boot camp matches. Good. No, shit. he was the heel, wasn't he? Slaughter was. Slaughter was the heel. You sure about that? Slaughter, Slaughter was a face when he wrestled the Iron Sheik in boot camp matches. But when he wrestled uh, Pat Patterson, Patterson was the face.
2: Far be it for me to judge the T Donk, in the oldest of old school wrestling knowledge. Yeah, I don't know everything,
0: but I know a thing or two about
2: it. Tony, you know a lot. Listen, I've lost every single week, and can you beat that for the last month and a half? You lost
0: two weeks, Kev. Relax.
2: No, it's been longer than... I've lost at least four in a row, at least. I don't know about that. I just remember I won and then Matt won. I think since the anniversary, I think I've lost every single week. (sighs) Pretty sure. Beats me. Because Because I'm disgusted with myself about it.
1: Uh, We are approaching 10 o'clock. Do we have anything else you want to talk about this evening?
2: Are we not going to play games?
0: No, we're not. Fuck that. Uh, We had a
1: pretty loaded show, so I'm going to lean towards the no.
0: I Um, can tell you this. Next week, 7.30 p.m., making his return. I promised him, and he delivered. Miko Maestro is coming back. Fantastic. Nice.
1: Proper for Miko. We can get him on the show proper. That's very good. There's also another potential guest uh, who might be joining us, but I will let you know as the uh, next week approaches, she is featured on AEW Dark the last couple weeks. so uh, I s- We'll see. Details on I don't, the
0: Shining I, Wizards.
1: I don't want to say she's going to be on the show and then have something come up. So once
5: I can
0: <laughs> confirm it,
1: then we will announce it.
0: It's not, it's not Jacqueline Rougeau, is it?
1: Oh, fucking Jacques Rougeau, you piece of shit! I swear to he God. He fucking
0: did
2: podcast that same week, dude. Fuck what him! The fuck?
1: I don't know. He's a hand job.
2: All right, so guys, my top five this week is, um, we've been talking about. Uh, no, I'm just kidding.
4: <laughs> good one, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By
0: the way, was the audio louder this week? Was it better? Were you able? It sounded to- great. Whatever it was, it
2: sounded great. Yeah, it sounded good.
0: No, because when I was doing, I did some production, as you know, over the weekend. So I was trying to boost up some stuff.
2: So, also, real quick, did anyone think when we were talking to Sledge, did anyone else think that he looked exactly like Dave Batista?
0: No, he's a yeah. handsome fellow, though. I'll give him that. I could see the Batista. I could see that.
2: Exactly I kept, like I was Batista.
0: waiting for Matt to call him the heavy metal maniac the whole time, though. He actually did a good job keeping that straight. So, Beautiful. bravo, buddy.
2: He's the man going to book
0: Heavy Metal Maniac for next week. I'll get him for quarter to nine.
2: Absolutely not.
0: Why? He's another guy living the dream out in Hawaii.
1: Tony, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. We've booked a lot of guests on this show. A lot of good, some bad. The metal, heavy metal maniac is the fucking worst.
2: What? Oh no, he's not. No, what? he's not. No, Don't he's fuck not your hand, dude. Come on. No,
1: look, nobody wants to hear him. Tell his stories about how he rode Jimmy Snook's fucking coattails. Whoa. All right. And he wouldn't paint my fucking face, and he's called from a fucking submarine last time he was on the
0: show. In yeah. He's not, uh, he's not the worst. He's nowhere near the worst. He was he was probably in my like top hundred guests.
1: Oh wow, go. top hundred. Good God.
2: Good for him. I'm right, telling was- you,
0: very few guests I was not happy with, but most of the most of them I really enjoyed having him on the show.
2: There you go. All right.
0: If I could make a top 155, Kevin, I would. But you know, Zicky Dice would be all 155. Number one with a bullet. Beautiful. And just because Sledge is like his BFF, I might make Sledge number two. Sledge could be up there. Sledge was a
2: good get, man. Every, all of our guests tonight were fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Special thanks Morgan.
1: to uh, to Logan Creed at the Logan Creed on Twitter. Give him a follow. Uh, Sledge at Sledge 805. Uh, and Gabby Ortiz at Gabity. Uh, give them all follows. Show them your support. Uh, a special thanks to Mark from Ring of Honor for being a, a great talent PR guy who doesn't have to get on the line when we interview Ring of Honor talent he because he
0: trusts Because he knows us. we're professional and he trusts us and he knows that we're going to do a good job like we always do. So huzzah for us. Uh, question. Uh, is the is the CYBT championship on the line next week or who, do we need to talk? Who about wants that? some? Who wants it? You know who wants it. We just got to make sure we can put it together.
2: Bring it on. You don't stand the chance. Wait, wait, Matt, has, Matt has to read another six books.
1: I got no but time. It. I got no but time, Kevin.
0: Good
2: play.
1: All right, I'm not watching fucking Royal Rumble 92 for the 7,000th time.
2: It was SummerSlam 91.
1: I got oh, I'm, my brain. I got a... S- Keep it all in the knowledge. You think this is real? This hair is getting bigger because my brain is getting fuller. No, all not those, true it's at all. It's bro. all the
0: oxygen going to the brain, is pushing out fresh hair follicles. I like it. Ah. Look at him. He's, he's all geeked up, bro. He's ready. Yeah, right right in time for the end of the show.
1: This is like this is and- like the intermission <laughs> for me.
0: Questions are all set, and I've got some good ones. I've got some doozies, so we'll see how it plays out. Look,
1: actually. I'll throw down to anybody who wants to join in, okay? You want to be a part of this? Let's go.
0: Can we, to, can we adjust uh, it?
2: We'll talk about this off the air. Yes, we should do that.
1: All right, we'll be Love back it. next week. If you're listening to this in podcast form uh, and you can carve out a little time during your Monday night, check us out in The Rant, com, Facebook, facebook.com uh, forward slash Wizards Podcast. My beautiful, wonderful wife is joining me.
5: I have to say thank God for Manscaped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Look at that, a plug. How about my hair? What's going on up here, though?
5: At least there's no hair on your balls
2: whoa that's an endorsement if i ever heard one
1: look at that the boys are excited about that
0: but
2: but, but you got to
0: ask her how the feet are
1: uh, how are my feet no funk did you get that
0: no what no did you say no fun no funk oh, no funk there no you go No there you go i
1: like it do you want i can put the cans on her you guys can talk to her if you want no
0: it's okay oh she yeah, just gave you, you her got own the cans. Cans right there, there bro you. it's
1: exactly wow. what she said tony she shed. She shed. Yes. fucking Nelly. God damn it.
0: <laughs>
1: we the That's whole show,
2: the whole episode without that happening. We almost made you it. You got your wife's uh junk movement, so that was good.
1: Uh, again, if you're listening to this podcast form, carve out a little spot. Monday night, facebook.com forward slash Wizards Podcast, rant com to listen live. You can watch us interact with our guests uh, at Wizards Podcast across all social media forms. Please be following. Uh, and if you listen to us live, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your Monday night podcast form. We'll see you next week. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, wherever you're listening. Like.
2: Thumbs maybe, up. And Matt, maybe a little bonus show ski tomorrow night. We'll see. Ooh, teaser. we we'll see.
1: We'll be back next week with the Miko. Who was his name? Miko's Makamakaba? Yes. yes.
0: Miko's Niko's.
1: Tony, you going to help him with his audio so we don't have any issues like last week? Last time? He
0: said his computer microphone is shot, but his phone is ready to go.
1: All right. So we're not. Are we going to get the picture and phone?
0: No, we're gonna get picture on the phone. He'll do the video on the phone. Oh
1: yeah, we're gonna have a, and we do no time constraints for Miko next week. Uh, I might just book Duke the dumpster just to bump him anyway.
0: Wow, you're horrible. <laughs> Beautiful. And <laughs> uh, it's 10.03. Yes. Yeah, let's go. I'm yes, so we'll tired. be back
1: next week. See you later. You free guys.